Yo, what's going on, people? Uh, welcome to the Rest of Puris podcast, episode 46. Coming up to 50. Um, when we get to 50, we're going to have to get back with Pangman to show his face on camera or something. We need to do something special. 50 podcasts seems like a lot, but, you know, we got there. Obviously, one of the first things uh, some people might notice, AO hasn't been able to make it uh, just yet. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to come in, but something important came up and... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Ayo isn't here right now. Um, we're going to have a few people dropping in and out throughout this, probably, because um, that's kind of how these things work. People just kind of hop in and out of them. But to start with, I am with uh, the returning Isra, big draw. Uh, how you doing? I'm all right. It's been, holy shit, I, I was just, like, checking, like, the archives. And it's been three months since I've, like, done the Thursday episode. I did pop in after uh, Clash of the Castle, but like it's it's been a minute since. Uh, yeah, that was like a special one. That was a special one. Listen, when I first joined, I'm not I'm, I'm not about to do too much. But when I first joined, <laughs> let me tell you, it was like I don't want to talk about porn or nothing, but this page kind of started booming after. So you're welcome. <laughs> but I'm always happy to be here. I love you guys. Um, we always have like a lot of fun, so happy to be back. Yeah, man. Like I said, you are, you always draw a good house. You know, you've got fans. The people love you. You know, I'm also joined with uh, Chris, Chris O'Bread, as some of you may know. He was um, he did have a really good bit planned before we went live, but it was kind of a, uh, it didn't yeah, happen for us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, Chris, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm chilling. He's chilling too, but yeah. Just hopefully, for Chris. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully next week we can uh, we can we can pull it we off or something. But yeah, um, if everyone can like, subscribe, uh, super chats. Obviously, if you're feeling generous, then much appreciated. Uh, but make sure please like, and if you're not subscribed already, go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, to start off with, you normally go through the news and stuff. Uh, but to be fair, over the past like day, there hasn't been that much news. Other than um, there's been a kind of, kind of like a lot of talk about um, something Wade Keller said on his podcast, and basically what it is is you know it's pretty much expected that CM Punk is going to get you know he's wrestled his last match for AW now, and it's looking like he could be getting a payout from his contract basically, and. Um, yeah, like I said, the report is pretty much what it's expected that CM Punk's gone. Obviously, it's speculation. It's nothing that's uh, completely confirmed yet. But um, as more and more people talk about it, who have spoke to people involved or whatever, um, it seems more and more likely that Punk might be um, might be done with AEW. So, uh, <laughs> see, Idris got a small smirk on her face. So, <laughs> I'll go to you with this one. Um, I know you're absolutely devastated that CM Punk is um, <laughs> leaving AEW. But, oh, yeah. no. Nah, I don't even drink, but, like, <laughs> I'll literally, I'll, like, pop a bottle as soon as I hear the news that he's the fuck out of here. Um, Why? Listen, it's... It Why is what it is. This? Like, you can't be you can't be a toxic cancer to the, to the locker room and to your coworkers and to your EVPs and letting your company look stupid, making yourself look stupid. And then expect me to feel sorry for you when now your whole career over, like you did that to yourself. 
Like karma didn't even have to like get him. He's he caused his own downfall. And it's nothing I could do for him, unfortunately. Um, even if I had the power to help him, I would simply not. So my condolences to all CM Punk fans. Um, I know you're <laughs> going through a really hard time right now. Uh, the summer of punk was a little chilly. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, that's... But, um, <laughs> that sounds like a rehearsed bar that you had. It really wasn't. It's off, <laughs> off the dome every single time. Damn. You, you, indeed, you, you don't get you don't hear bars like this on Russell Pierce unless I'm here. Yeah, factual. <laughs> the cutting deep though, man. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of Pepsi Phil. You know, it's uh, we got a year out of him. It seems, well, nine months because obviously he was out for like three months injured. So, you know, he was uh, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's uh. Chris, I know you're also a huge fan of CM Punk, if you're still there. Um, have you got any takes of, on CM Punk reportedly, you know, expected to be out? My bad. I, I forgot to let my dog in. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I was letting my dog yeah. in the house. Did you hear me? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn my camera on soon, but uh, it sucks. CM Punk is, like, my favorite childhood wrestler. He's kind of the reason I started watching wrestling. And I was happy to see him in the company. Um, mm -hmm. His like I'm not one of these people who are gonna like dismiss his run. His run was great. Had some great feuds, some great matches. Uh, but it is disappointing in a sense that we didn't get the matches that would be the biggest matches. We didn't get Punk versus Omega. We didn't get Punk mm -hmm. versus Danielson. You know. Uh, we didn't get a lot of matches that we could have got. We didn't get Punk versus Okada or Punk versus Tanahashi because he got hurt. Uh, it sucks, but he brought this on himself, going to be a cancer to the locker room, kind of mm. like everywhere he goes. And the elite are not at fault. I won't be like one of them. The elite, you know, they have a part in this, but there's a reason why I would not be mad if the elite got fired because they could go to WWE and make more money, do all this. Punk. That, that, couple, that couple of days when the um when the books to WWE rumors were flying around. <laughs> you was preparing yourself to be a fence. All entertainment wrestling. I was. <laughs> I was preparing. That would have uh what I can't lie, there was a small part of me that was like hoping it would kind of happen. Just to see kind of like people's reactions to it, <laughs> because so many people would be switching teams, you know, because that's how some of these people look at it, man. Like it's uh, not not too many people. It feels like Twitter anyway. There's not that many people who legitimately like lie and watch both companies, you know. Um, Unless you're so yeah, that would. <laughs> yeah. But can <laughs> you imagine been... like the Young Bugs versus the Street Profits? It'd be a great match. Or like I Young Bucks. For, honestly, I know y'all don't act like you're too good for the Usos, but the Young Bucks versus the Usos could be like a generational match, especially yeah, with cool. like the way that both of their fans go so hard for them being like the best tag team. Um, I would really want to see that. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've got love for the Usos. I know um, I know a lot of our friends kind of kick the shit out of them. <laughs> Especially when they get compared to like the young books and stuff, I probably wouldn't put them on that like elite tier. 
the scientists that I put the books, Briscoe's, FTR, which I know um, some people. Want I mean, the better than FTR. <laughs> I mean, the better than FTR. You, you tell the Usos a bit of an FTR. Uh, I don't think people think I like don't like FTR because they they don't like the Young Bucks, but I just don't see it with them. When's the last great match? Oh, bro, the hardly get the chance to have tag matches anymore, to be honest. So uh, oh, not even just tag; it's like any match they've been a part of, like singles, all that. Well, the second they had the second Briscoes match not that long ago. They've had a hell of a year, man. Since that Briscoe's match, the Bucks have had three better three matches I've called great. In the Uso, maybe they're not maybe the Usos are worse than FCR. Maybe I'm just like the hate is filling my eyes, but Yeah. I don't know. I don't see where FTR. Like, and we're gonna talk about it on Dynamite. I don't know, other than wrestling, what about FTR is appealing? Like they're not it's great. Pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling and the good my pro wrestling. Hot take you know? Is that they peaked? In NXT Black and Gold, you think they just looked like superstars, and then it kind of felt like. And mind you, I don't, I didn't fully follow their career after they left WWE. Besides, like what I've seen with AEW, but it kind of just seems like they was riding off uh, the Young Bucks coattail because they literally made up their name, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know, I mean, man. The, the first half, the first half of this year, FTR were, you know, they were kind of, they were kind of on fire, you know. <laughs> I think that was pretty much the consensus, to be honest. Uh, My apologies. Yeah, they're a great, they're a great tag team, and everyone was calling them the best tag in the world not that long ago. And it's been a weird few months of them um, because ever since they hit a really strong stride, kind of, um, you know, it was like a few months ago, three, four months ago. Then, like since they. Since they got to the point where they felt hotter than ever, they were getting some of the loudest reactions on any show, to be honest. And then, like, we've hardly seen them actually wrestle tag matches that much. Um, it's been weird, man. It has been. It's been weird. I don't know what's going on, you know. But if anyone wants to pull it up, like the last time they had like a big tag match, two on two, was. Hmm. Probably the Briscoe's. When one. was it? Yeah, it's probably it was the Briscoe's one, which was in July. Then, if you look at the um the amount of tag matches they've had on AW ever since um when was the first the first Briscoe's match? They haven't had that many. They had the Young Books match like after that week, you know, because they had that crazy week when they wrestled the Books and Briscoe's. Ever since that week, when like I said, they were hotter than ever. They haven't had that many tag matches to be honest when you consider they were like literally one of the hottest acts in wrestling um it's been weird man like i know you two aren't like the biggest fans of them but like just looking at it from a perspective of how popular they got themselves and how over they were at that point it has been weird to see kind of them not be able to you know do more with it <laughs> it's kind of um you know like they weren't even on the show last night <laughs> which is um uh, well, they were on the show, but they weren't wrestling. Yeah, it was a pretty. They're not getting booked. Yeah, they got caught. <laughs> they got schooled. <laughs> they got schooled by the club. And um, but yeah, when you, you when can't you be the best tag team, getting scorned by the by the fucking gun club. Well, you know, it was. Uh, I guess it was. It, they got, it was they by just design. Took that too. They just took mm -hmm. that disrespect. 
Because Tony loves the fucking FTR. So yeah, I have no he, idea whether they're not getting booked. He literally said the other day he was a soccer. car. He said they're one of my favorite tag teams ever. That's what he said. Which um kind of caught me off guard to be honest. Because like I said that he's uh ever since they were like hotter than ever, they've hardly, you know, been able to do much to be honest. So you know, they've got the United Empire match coming up soon. So that'll probably be their next, you know, big match where they can really, you know, go for it, you know. Um, but yeah, man, it's weird. Obviously, Punk, he's, uh, it looks like he's on the way out. And um, news-wise, I don't think there's really anything else that's came up, is there? Unless anyone else can think of anything. But um, we'll just jump straight into AEW Dynamite where we've got a... <laughs> a new Ring of Honor world champion in Chris Jericho in um a few days ago this probably would have shocked me until I really thought it through and a few people pointed it out to me like that it could definitely be Chris Jericho's moment <laughs> last night um because it, it would have made more sense for Jericho versus uh, Claudio to be on um on the Rampage show when you really think about it but the fact that it was on Dynamite really kind of like, you know, once it was pointed out to me, it really, you know, decided. I wouldn't say worried because the fact that Chris Jericho is the Ring of Honor champions actually popped me quite a bit. I get why some people are kind of mad about like Claudio losing and, you know, just the idea of Chris Jericho being a Ring of Honor champion. But, you know, it's fun. But uh, what did you think of the match, Chris? I thought the match was like maybe my third favorite match on the show. I thought it was like pretty good. Um, I think Jericho and Dynamite's put on some like legit some of the best matches of his career. I don't think this is one of the best matches of his career, but like mm-hmm. just recently on Dynamite, he's been putting on some great matches. Uh, I like that the way he won. I, if you like notice in the beginning of the match, um, the commentators are talking about Code of Honor and how Ring of Honor Championship stands for you know purity of pro wrestling and stuff like that. Then Jericho just cheats to win. I, know, I thought it was funny. You know, I thought it was like, you know, uh, good storytelling. I mean, I really like Jericho. I know people don't like him because of his political opinions and, you know, uh, they think he doesn't put people over. He the Ocho, eight. But Chris Jericho is legit top 10 wrestlers dead or alive. And, like, you can you can say he's not. Like, people can, like, Puro fans hate Chris Jericho for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> they hate Chris Jericho. But um, he's he's one of the best of all time. And I don't have a problem with people saying they're disappointed with Claudio losing to Jericho. That's fine. But to say it's a dumb decision is not right. Because what, what Jericho winning means to me is like, oh, they got the ROH deal for TV. So they want someone, you know, really recognizable. I'm not saying Claudio's like not rec- recognizable, but he's not as mainstream as Chris Jericho is. So, yeah, of course not. You know, I, I thought it was a smart decision. I wouldn't mind Claudio wanting it back at the next pay per view, or even though I think he's going to go in a different direction. But uh, I thought the match was really good. Yeah, it was good. Good bit of business, you know. Israel, um, what what was your takeaways from Chris Jericho becoming the new Ring of Honor World Champion? I'm not gonna lie, like I'm not mad at it because there's a chance that Claudio could get it back. 
And at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like when I see someone wrestling an old head and they lose to them, like I, so like it's really not that big of a deal. Like you lost to a legend. Um, yeah, some people get really mad at it. it is. <laughs> yeah. And like on top of that, I think like it kind of adds to like the tension, I guess. Mm-hmm, J.S. and Garcia because Garcia is a square now and he don't fuck with like cheating and, and being dirty even though that used to be his bag. I don't know what happened. Um, I personally would be happy you got two belts on your team. Like, What are you, what are you sad about? But I, I did like the tension. I thought that it was like... Um, yeah, it played well, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, like Chris said, um... ROH is going to be like showcased on TV now. So you want someone that can make the belt look prestigious. And that's not to say that Claudio can't make it look prestigious, but it's Jericho. Yeah. Like, top, <laughs> like Jericho. I, I agree with Chris that he's like top 10 all time. So it's like, it's really not that big of a deal to me. Um, I think people just have an issue with it because they probably think he's old and he's washed and like he like fluctuates from being really fat and like being fit. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> But <laughs> but it's he's an interesting guy, okay? Like it's it's not that yeah. at the end of the day. Um it is like another achievement for him because uh he never had that world title. So now it seems I don't know if this is like factually true, but isn't it uh the case that now he's had like all the major world title belts from like every pretty much I think he's he's held pretty much everything except for impact. Yeah, and, and like life. honestly he's old, like he's gotta go out looking like tough so i'm not i'm not mad at it and the match was really good yeah it was real fun it was real fun then uh you know there's some really cool spots in it like the uh, suplex to the outside suplexes on the apron and um you know not killed me when chris jericho got given the belt and he was like he tried to like play it up like he was really emotional and and you know that belt don't really mean um you know what he was trying to portray there but yeah, it was it was a fun match. It was a good match. Of course, it was. It was Jericho and Claudio. And um, to what Chris was saying earlier about Jericho, like just kind of uh, just being great lately and having some of his best matches on Dynamite. The match with Moxley was genuinely one of the best matches probably ever had on TV. Um, so was the Danielson one, another great match. Um, the match that he had with Kingston on pay-per-view, genuinely one of his best ever matches he's had. He's had genuinely some of the best ever matches he's had in his whole career this year. Um, Jericho's a man. I get, like I said, like I said earlier, I get why some people might be mad that Claudio's dropped the belt. Um, but to what Chris was just saying, it might mean that they've got an ROH TV deal on the way. I think it's either that or it's kind of like the last attempt at trying to get one, you know? It's been like, yeah, we got Jericho, give us a deal. Um, but either way, is um, it's quite easy to see that this might be something to do with a TV deal, whether that's trying to get one or if they've already got one. And uh, you know, Jer- Jericho's. I'm never, I'm never really going to be too mad at Jericho beating someone. You know, it's Chris Jericho. <laughs> he's great, man. Um, but yeah, he's uh, that's another belt to add to his collection, and. Um, yeah, man. Some people. I'm sure it'll probably lead to a Daniel Garcia match. To be honest, because like Israel was saying, uh, Garcia didn't look too happy about it last night because obviously Jericho cheated to win the yeah, ring. Yeah, I'm not of gonna lie to you. The the finish. <laughs> I'm kind of over the low blow finishes. And before y'all start, I know Seth does it too. I'm saying 
it's it's kind of like at this point, it, I feel like it's been done a lot. I don't know if I'm tripping, but it feels like these low blow finishes have been happening like way too much for me. And it's Jericho like loves so much better blow. ways to shoot. I don't know. He loves them. Jericho does love a low blow. Um, it's, I don't know, man. He always... Oh, when I did a podcast yesterday before the show started and I predicted what happened was going to happen pretty much. That... Um, you know, Jericho was going to actually win the match and he was going to cheat to win and Garcia would be unhappy about it and that would be kind of like how they wrap that sort of thing up. But it's just like, even when they even when they done like the cheat finish, it's like Claudio flipped out from that move with Jericho, but he landed so perfectly, he didn't actually stumble. So he had to like force himself to stumble into Aubrey, into the corner, and then they could do the low blow. So even, even the execution was a little bit awkward. Um... Oh, because it was on screen, we haven't got her to moderate the chat. We have uh, Gareth has arrived. No, I, I don't know how to WWE do that. WWE Gareth, WWE <laughs> Gareth arrived in the men in the uh, in the live chat. He didn't say anything racist this time, though. But uh, he just said AEW will fail <laughs> over and over again. That's what he does. It's uh, that's cool, man. Doing? I don't got. I is don't this get like a spell? Either. Like, is he doing witchcraft in here? <laughs> I, I, he gets blocked every time, and apparently he's got like ten accounts. But I feel like we've blocked at least ten accounts called WWE Gareth now. So I don't know what's happening, but he keeps showing up on any sort of uh, streams that talk about AEW. I've seen him on AEW's live channel talking shit. So you know, um, we've got a couple super chats that we should probably get. He said through. he's manifesting. <laughs> See, look at look at this. This is, this feels like one for Chris and Israel. <laughs> one ninety nine from the custodian. Um, <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. FDR the dirtiest locker room backstage. Appreciate the super chat, but you know, don't appreciate don't appreciate the slander. <laughs> Young Dende four ninety nine. Jericho got to have black male on TK the way he gets booked. I don't know, man. He, he's, he's just a legend. He's Jericho, like it's you know. What, what can you but, do? No, nah, I think people forget that Tony Khan is, you know, like a mark. Probably like uh, idolized Jericho for a long ass time. So yeah, Jer- Jericho's you know he's the man. Like like I said, he's had some of his best matches this year as well. So it's not like he doesn't fill the role in these main events and feature feuds. Um, you know, there was there was a especially when he was still a face, like before the JAS stuff. There was a couple months where it was getting really touch and go, where like more and more people were calling him washed and stuff like that. I think um, I think he was just kind of running out of ideas as a face, you know. And, uh, yeah. Then as soon as the Jericho Appreciation Society started, you know, everyone pretty unanimously. Uh, Love the guy again, and he's doing great work. And like I said, he's had some great matches as well. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think I don't think TK is. I don't think TK is too crazy with it. You know, he's been obviously he's been featured quite a lot, even more so than normal recently because obviously the injuries to Punk, um, and obviously all the suspensions and stuff like that. So you know, really, yeah. <laughs> well, well it seems like they're going to get freed soon. So, if that yeah. report is true of how long they're suspended, I'm not going to be yeah. watching AEW. Which report? 
The one where it said the Christian like sound like a robot. Like until November. Did the end of November or something like that. You was breaking up, bro. We're losing him. We're losing uh, him, Israel. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you now. I have no idea what happened. My screen just went black. <laughs> but uh, Chris is always the man with technical difficulties, man. It's always. Um, let me just quickly get through this super chat. So, bam, five dollars. Chris, money is right. Greater than Pepsi, man. Bald one with hair. Um, tomato. <laughs> tomatoes for back off. Uh, flame emoji for AO. How would you all bring the elite back in? Great work all round. Thank you, bam. We appreciate it very much. Um, again, guys, if you want to send in the super chats, just uh, we'll get to them when we can. Um, Chris, how would you bring the elite back in when they come back? If they come back. I would do it two ways. One, you know, I just have Death Triangle trios. They just want a big trios match on Dynamite, and then the Elite can just show up. But if they want to mm-hmm. get creative, um, depending on – if they really want to get creative, right, um, I don't think Mox versus MJF will be at uh, full gear. I want them to just do a Moxley versus – another Moxley versus Omega match at full gear – where Omega beats Moxley, and then it's, you know, MJF look versus these, Omega. Look at these piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> every time, Mind every you, time he's not on. I can't see what my glasses is. So, like, my face <clears> is way too far from my laptop screen, but, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take care of this guy. So, if I'm slow, it's because I can't see. Yeah, you'll be fine. Where's Hangman's fine ass miss? Get the fuck off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He uh we don't know where he is actually. He said he said why, he did actually say not long ago that he was gonna come in. Is that not him? <laughs> is that not him? <laughs> is that not him? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> you know what? It's not him. We'll just pretend it's not. That's what we're gonna do. Um, what was next on Dynamite? Let's let's get through this episode of Dynamite, man. <laughs> All right, uh, so match. Jer- Jericho is on a. Um, I think I, I honestly think they're probably gonna build to Daniel Garcia versus Jericho on the next uh, Ring of Honor pay per view. That's probably With where. Like yeah, so something like that. Oh, I can I can see this really. I can. It's either gonna end with. Garcia versus Jericho. Whether um whether Garcia drops a pure title first or you know or vice versa or or to do a unification belt or yeah we need more of those. I just can't. I can't. I don't think Claudio will win it back. I just I just can't see. Um, I think I think. I think hmm. They set that up at the last pay per view. It's strong. So. They did. They did. They did set it up, and they done the whole. Um, you know, they came out and FTR raised about to them and all that sort of stuff. But they haven't really done much with it since. They did do. They did do Claudio versus Dax, but it's not like they. Um, it's not like that felt like they were building towards the tag match. You know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. they just had a match. They just had a good match on TV. <laughs> When's the next uh, ROH pay per view? Final battle, which is normally in 
Let me Google this right now. Final battle. Ring of Honor. What why is Israel saying no? What am I missing? Israel's from hell. First of all, <laughs> wait, am I is, is my voice lagging? Is my No, you're fine. You're good to go. Okay, because y'all were lagging for a second. I was like, Oh no. <clears throat> We're professionals, you know. We we try our best. Oh my god! There's usually uh, we have some technical difficulties sometimes, but we try our best. How is this going? Yeah, bro, <laughs> it, it's you gotta bro, tell these pe people. Don't tell me when you see it. People just like people just say, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> um, I mean, part of me respects the consistency, just not the racism. You know, <laughs> have y'all noticed the, the new gimmick I've brought up in back, as backup? Ibrahim and the the just a fan of the podcaster in wrestling, backup hangman, great podcaster, ridiculously handsome. Well, if that's what you think, brother, comments know. on the screen, he's not even sending us super chats, yeah, yeah. Mr. Niang. <laughs> next song you want to next song you want your comment board or you gotta send in the super shot. We want your money. What is no, um... I, I I did a backup gimmick, but no one's noticed yet. See people people catching on now, they know who it is. Right, so next thing in Dynamite, this is meant to be a wrestling podcast, not a uh back up hangman podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, obviously Jericho <laughs> but continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Jericho appreciation site all came out celebrated with Jericho. Daniel Garcia didn't look too happy, but they didn't do anything like anything overtly obvious. You know, it's not like they were pushing each other or anything like that. Um, but yeah, Garcia didn't look too happy. The next match was the tag title match, serving so our glory versus the acclaimed, and. Um, yeah, they pretty much picked up where they left off on pay-per-view, to be honest. Um, at the end, it probably could have got wrapped up a little bit earlier. I feel like it may have passed their peak in the match. But it was still a really good match. And like I said, they picked up exactly where they left off on, on the pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, man. New tag champs acclaimed. The uh, the result most people expected. I was one of the, uh, one of the weirdos. Who thought <laughs> who thought swerving our glory was actually gonna win the match? Probably uh not my finest pick, but yeah man, it was um it was a good match. It was a lot of fun. Um Billy Gunn got involved, hit a famous on Swerve. Um Billy Gunn Swerve came out Swerve came out with Fabulous and DJ Ukid. So um No, I think came out with DJ Ukid. Hmm? Acclaim came out with DJ Wu Kid. Oh shit. See. It's because I watch it so late, man. I mess up I mess up my shit. Got another super chat before we um I'll get your takes on the tag titles. Bam. Also Israel and all of the women in WrestlePurus are beautiful, so that burner account yesterday is blind. The guys are handsome and even back up <laughs> with the tomato. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of drama on Twitter uh, last night, wasn't there? Um, it was, it was a lot. Um, it was a lot. We'll <laughs> we'll probably we'll probably touch on it a bit later, but um, yeah, man. <laughs> a, a, w, a W Dynamite. 
we're meant to be doing a review. Uh, Chris, what did you think of the tag title match, bro? Uh, I thought the match was really good. Uh, not as good as a pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. Um, Acclaim, like, getting over is one of the, like, it's, like, crazy because they started from just a dark jobber team to uh, – people don't remember. Their first tag match on AEW was against the Young Bucks for the tag team titles. They've lost those titles. They've had so many tag matches for the titles, and they've lost, like – I think they've lost five man. times. Um, The match was good. I love the – all the rappers, you know, coming out with Swerve and uh the acclaimed. There was a lot of, you know, black representation on the show tonight with – uh. Rappers yeah. and media stars and stuff like that. Um, what else? Um, and I want to say this. I know people say this a lot where, oh, Triple H and Vince McMahon, they really missed the opportunity with this guy. But they really missed the opportunity with Swerve Strickland because I know Swerve and Triple H don't have the best relationship. You know, they were talking about that. But, like, I feel like Swerve is a generational talent he has the charisma. He has, he can work in ring. He has great promo skills. Like he 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 has a certain look to him. It's like you know he he has he's a cool looking dude. You know his entire his attire is always on point. Like he can work his ass off. It's just like how do you mess up on? Well, how do you not give him a chance? You know they put him with Hit Row and all that, but like why not give him like this solo run because he can do it. You know he he showed the charisma. He showed all this. Triple H is supposed to be this work rate mark, and uh, mm. Swerve is a top tier worker. It's like it's I don't know. It, I think it's gonna come back to haunt Triple H and you know higher ups in WWE that this dude showing all this they didn't give him a chance. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he didn't really get like a, a problem. A real, program with him and yeah. Roman, he doesn't have to win. Him and would have been musty shit. It would have been TV. I hope he does bigger and better things. You know, um, I'm guessing him and him and Keith Lee might break up or something. I don't expect him to be a tag guy uh, going forward right now. So uh, I'm excited to see what he does. He's great. The match was really good. Happy for the claimed. Um, Billy Gunn getting a pop in 2022 is kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, it was a good yeah. piece of business. Yeah, he definitely was. Uh... Swerve is definitely WWE just didn't get it, you know. I didn't get it. Uh, (laughs) Could you imagine Swerve trying to convince Vince to like let him bring Kevin Gates with him or something? Like, it's uh, the thing with Swerve is that he actually gets like I don't I don't know if calls the word without being too cliche about it. Like people who. You know, some of the people that he brings through isn't like the typical like wrestling celebrity. You know, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, he, you can tell. Like, bro, people have been saying this a lot, and I agree. Like, since Swerves came to AEW, like, I'm not talking about like wrestlers, black wrestlers on a show, but the representation from other forms of media that have been brought into AEW, most of it is because of Swerve. Like, yeah, he has these connections. He's made these connections. You know out of wrestling that helps him in wrestling. So like he deserves a lot of credit, not all credit because you know, there's other people involved, but he deserves a lot of credit for, you know, bringing some of this culture, black culture, hip hop culture to AEW and uh, 
it's great. Israel, what do the bad bitches group chats think of Swerve? Um, I'm not. That's, what, that's what we need to know. I just, I just make the calls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh no! I say so. Um, I, I thought it was. I think it's dope that you can just have people like be a part of the program without making them like an attraction. Basically, so like you can just have wrestlers come in, do entrances, do performances, whatever the case might be. And it's not like it doesn't have to be like a whole big thing. So it mm -hmm. kind of just seems like it's an environment where like pop culture or hip hop culture, whatever the case might be. It kind of just is a part of AEW. Uh, I just think it makes the show a lot more interesting because because it's like you're going to watch this week and be like, well, who's going to show up now? Like it's, it's become very common. Yeah. I still think Kevin Gates had the best appearance. <laughs> they should have had him perform "Dick on Your Stomach" while he was there, because that would have just made it perfect. But I thought it was—I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, and, uh, bad bitches love Swerve. Bad bitches think Swerve is like a young black Shawn Michaels. Um, he just has—he just has Pop. this superstar quality to him, and the way he carries himself, and the way he talks, and his gear, and like his moveset and everything. It's like you just see a star with him. Um, I don't typically like getting my feelings about wrestlers getting um, eliminate, re what's the word? <laughs> Released from WWE. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm thinking like this is America's next top model. But no, he, when they uh, eliminated, <laughs> I got in my feelings. I'm like, this is literally a superstar in the making. You have so much nerve to not see the superstar that's like right in front of you. Yeah, so putting him with putting him with hit row is one thing because you know superstars they always have like their breakout moments regardless. So and they like just work and they were able to get themselves over in NXT two point zero whatever. Mm -hmm. But it just it just sucks that they didn't see the value in him because now like he's literally been having bangers every single week. So it's it's not. Yeah, his fault. you don't you don't really miss to be honest. From having swerve. You don't really miss to be honest. I think to be fair, so far his matches, especially the tag matches with uh, Keith Lee, especially the multi-man matches, he's kind of like I think I think it'd be pretty fair to say that he's over delivered in terms of like, what people expected of him, who may have only been introduced to him when he was in WWE. So like a lot of people were familiar with him from the Indies and they kind of knew more of what he was capable of. In WWE, it was kind of a weird run. It never really got like started properly. Like you'd get a little bit of something. Like he he was chasing the cruiserweight title for ages, didn't win it. Then he got hit row, didn't really get going the way that um, most people wanted him to with it. And um, yeah, man, it's been weird. Um, earlier when Israel was speaking, I said, "Oh no, tell me what." <laughs> it wasn't anything Israel said. We've now been joined by. What the live chat is calling the Cody Rhodes of WrestlePurist, the Chris Jericho of WrestlePurist, and um, someone's Cody called Rhodes, him the yeah, king. Someone called him the king. He's over hired and under delivers. But yeah. continue. Yeah, he's a divisive guy. Um, someone's called him the king. Another person's called him the SI man. Um, like I said, he's divisive, but backup hangman is here. He's surprising us. We wasn't expecting him tonight, but he's here. Um, he was at Grand Slam Dynamite last night, and um, yeah, man, he's got the day off work, so he's popping in. How you doing, bro? Why does he do this every time, man? 
Why is he every time? No, let, let's, let's play the soundtrack. We've got we to we get the tomatoes coming. Yeah. Yeah, let's get them let's get them back of payment comments. I see, I see the love in the super. I see the love in the chat. Yeah. yeah oh, oh you know what? It, it's like it, it's it's backhanded love. You know. <laughs> you know. You know what it feels like to me? It feels like Kurt Angle's "You Suck." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, like 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 they're going tomato, tomato. <laughs> but but really, what they're saying is is we love you and we're we're happy that you're here. You know, and, and I understand because I'm I, I love all of you guys, especially the guys in the chat and. I'm glad you're all here to join me. This is know? this is crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm man. Thinking. Listen, it's not. Even, this home. is more than daddy's. Daddy's home. I get it. I get it. My voice probably sounds crazy because, uh, you know, I, I was I was uh, I was at a, a live wrestling show last night. How's everybody doing? Yeah, man. We're we're good. We're just uh, steadily going through this dynamite review. Israel yeah. was just telling us how swerve is for the bad bitches. Um, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. man. Yo, listen, man, you know, love of the game. I thought I was working today, ended up not working. And so what did I do? Did I go to a club? Did I go to a bar? Did I, you know, do other, you know, debaucherous things? No, no, I'm a wholesome man who, who loves the game so much. I, I shot straight home and, and hopped in the podcast because, you know what I'm saying? This is this is my spot. You know, you guys need daddy. So, yeah, listen, I'm happy to be here. I was at the I was at the show last night. Um. It was it was a very interesting live experience, you know. They they didn't do a, an extended taping of Dark and Dark Elevation like last time, which is good because um, you know, those things are kind of tedious to sit through. You know what I mean? Um, and and there were a lot of good things uh, and a lot of interesting things. There was a concession stand fight that was that was fascinating. How did how did that go? Well, I saw your tweet. You give it you three tweet, and a quarter, right? You give it three and three quarter stars. Three and three quarters. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. How, how did it go? What what's the what's the breakdown? So uh, I was online for some chicken tenders and waffle fries, yeah. and uh, six, sixteen dollars. <laughs> Israel's face. <laughs> I was I was online for, for chicken tenders and waffle fries, and uh, you know I'm online and I'm talking to the concession stand worker, very nice lady, very nice sister, and we're having a conversation. And, and right behind me is a group of teenagers, and um, you know, you know when kids are just trying to pop their friends, you know, by being stupid, right? Mm -hmm. It was that type of thing because like one of them called her like a fat bitch or something along those lines, and in the middle of her conversation with me, she cuts it off to turn around and say, "Yo, listen, I don't know what you think this is. I don't know who you think this, you know, who you think you are, but like I'll I'll, I'll hop this, I will hop this barrier and slap the shit out of you, you know." And she started cursing these kids out, and, and she said, "Who said it?" And nobody nobody wanted to own up to it, and she said, "Nah, who said it? Who said it?" She and she wouldn't get off it. You know, and I, I laughed. I, I got to be honest with you guys. I gassed it. I, I, I this this really popped me. Like I, <laughs> this really yeah. popped me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and they got they got into it. You know, and they had they had security had to get involved and separate them. But uh, I gotta go three and three quarters on that. Yeah. What did he uh, say? That's crazy. I swear I disassociated that whole time. This is all crazy. I heard. All I heard. You spent sixteen dollars on some fries. <laughs> Waffle, waffle fries, you know, and like mentally, I'm like, I can't do this no more. Listen, um, listen. Chris, where do you think going? Um, my mom is watching. Mm -hmm. Is you watching live? 
like 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 uh, like is she like listening like by you on off camera or is she like watching the YouTube feed? No, my house is so suspiciously quiet. I know she's watching it live. And that's and she hilarious. heard you calling yourself daddy. She's gonna be oh, like, boy. who's this man? Oh my calling god. Calling himself daddy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Isra's family definitely can't stand me. But listen, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I don't wanna That's I don't a wanna fact. Do it. But continue. Yeah, yeah I don't wanna <laughs> hold on. We lost him. He's doing something. Um, let's do some super chats. Let's kill this dead air. Uh, Parker, our good friend. We love Parker. He sent in one note in all super chat and didn't actually say anything. Because he, you know, you don't need to. Parker don't need to say nothing. Um, tomatoes for back up hangman from Bam. Appreciate the two dollars. Um, Kimberly says Isra is a queen. Roman is the goat. Plus, Hoy Chris. Hello, Kimberly. We love Kimberly. Young Dende, Keith Lee is a god amongst men, basking his glory. Was that was that the Kimberly, like the, the Kimberly Israel of the spaces? The Kimberly. Oh, that's awesome. Dende, thank you so much for the super chat. I'm sorry, guys. That was a bit of an unprofessional. And we've got a $15 super chat from Tony L. Hope everyone is good. What was your favorite match yesterday night? Um, my favorite match wasn't aired yet. The um, mine was probably the main event to be honest, yes, uh, man. just by default. To be honest, um, I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Is there what did you, what do you, um, what do you, Whoa, why does this nigga get to come on this pod and like jump around and shit? No, it's stick to the flow. The, the, the thing, see, here's the thing, Chris. Here's what you gotta understand: is is, is the Russell Pierce podcast is, is bankrolled by Backup Hangman. It was creatively driven by Backup Hangman, and uh, I basically own it, right? And so, if I come in, I can essentially do whatever I want with this podcast. Um, so um, now that we're of, of the understanding of this, um, Israel, what did you make of John Moxie doing the curb stops? Um, the shield lives on forever. Yeah. I'm sorry to whoever you know wants Shield fans to shut the fuck up, but we never will. <laughs> That's just never yeah. gonna happen. So you're gonna have to coach <laughs> and see. <laughs> so no, I, I loved his curb stomp. Moxley does it with like a lot of grit. Like when <laughs> Seth does it, he adds, you know, a lot of he adds like more height, he adds more bounce to it. He's more it's more uh Broadway theater mm -hmm. with Seth. But with Mox, he was like, I'm just going to fucking stomp this man's head in. So I love the fact that he did it in his own style and he did it in his own way and that the shield will never fucking die. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to curse. Mm. No, feel free to talk however you want to. <laughs> no, I'm not apologizing to you. No, okay. But um, no, I, I just loved how um, I lost my train of thought. Love it. Mm. I was personally an Amber Rollins girl. Mm. Um, oh. If you're a real shield fan, then... If you're a real bitch in general, you were out rooting for Ann Rollins. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, seeing Seth supporting uh, Moxley still, still seeing like Moxley doing like the, the, the curb stomp and like whatever the case might be, I think it's. it's so you don't, you don't buy into the people who are like, it, it was a shot at Seth Rollins. No. Oh, of course not. I don't think, I don't think either of these men have anything against <laughs> Seth. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's the complete opposite and they're probably like, 
all besties still. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like Stefano has a lot of respect and admiration for Danielson. He always talks about how Moxley is his wrestling soulmate. Moxley always talks about how Seth is his wrestling soulmate. Um, so they always say this thing when they get asked about the Shield. But it's all, there's only three men who've ever been in the Shield. <laughs> so it's always it's like it's always a unique a unique brotherhood or something. The right? Shield. I don't know. I feel like because. Yeah, y'all know I don't really particularly care about men's wrestling men's as a wrestling. whole, but the Shield in their prime was peak men's wrestling. Like everything about it, like people were literally getting into wrestling uh, because of the Shield. Our and very own Anna. They Anna kind of, they kind of saved WWE from its inevitable crash and burn. Because when I started watching WWE in 2014, 15 ish, we had like Ryback right in main events. <laughs> and like this man can't carry this company besides that like we had the shield that was actually bringing interest like they were like all over the show so of course a, how long has it been like damn near like a decade later they're still going to be almost. iconic separate i'm, I'm is chris of, eating water, watermelon huh is chris eating watermelon what <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, no, Chris, is that not watermelon? <laughs> no, I'm drinking my drink. Pull, pull that back on the camera. Pull that back on the camera. No, 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 no. You have something else up. No, 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 no. Put that back up. Nah, you're messing with me. You're eating watermelon. Bro. Someone rewind. Someone confirm me in the chat. Are you fucking Yo. racist? I swear to God. I swear to God. Bro, can't <laughs> no, can get through one episode of this shit without doing something wildly problematic. <laughs> Yo, towards multiple he, communities, he hates my, women. Yeah. He hates his own. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? No, I, I, love I was eating watermelon. a mango. If you want to see the mango, that was a watermelon, bro. <laughs> see, he had to turn it off to make. He had to swap. He had to swap. It's very well said. Uh, I, I love. I love that breakdown of the shield. Um, I think he speaks for a lot of people when he just talked about how they they just define a certain era. And to me, even though I'm not one of these people who acts like a fangirl or like a, you know, obviously not a shipper. Uh, whatever you want to say um in, in a weird way it's i got it chris it's a cute it's a cute <laughs> nod in the sense that like there's almost been very little confirmation mm -hmm. in the last year or so that like mox and seth are still cool because mox is not a very expressive guy you know what i mean he's not like that type of dude and so this this was almost his own little subtle nod like that that's still my guy you know what i mean so look at this bam five dollars monty please no, find the back up Look what happened to Tico when you let a diva have their way. Can we have a stopwatch for all hangman speeches? <laughs> I haven't had a single speech, Bam, but um, I do thank you for the super chat. I thank you for your patronage. I thank you for your continued viewership of um Russell Pierce that's driven by back of hangman. And um, yeah, uh, did you what did you guys think of uh, Jericho winning the Ring of Honor title? I know I know you guys talked, but I just just were you favorable in that decision? I think all three of us were oh, favorable. Okay, okay. And and, I, and and I'm sure everybody was willing to the acclaim winning the the, the tag titles, right? Well, oh, oh my God! Man. Well, oh my wait, God. what was the temperature like? Hold on, because you was there live. What was yeah, the yeah, temperature yeah, yeah. like when Jericho won? Temperature in terms of like how we how people felt about it. Yeah. So check this out. My number one concern when when that match started was, um, I cannot be caught dead on camera singing Judas. So Jericho comes out and everybody stands and I was like, yeah, I got to just like look real, real suave right now. And, and so I made sure to like just not sing Judas. And people were so into Jericho. Everyone around me was just going crazy for this man. And, and um, during the match, like Claudio got his cheers. I tried to start the when they did dueling chants. I was like the one guy in my section going, let's go, Claudio. 
Um, but most <laughs> people were rooting for Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Most people were rooting for Jericho. And so when Jericho won, like everybody went nuts. I, I I stayed in my seat. I was just like, damn, that's that's unfortunate. But um, but yeah, yeah, everybody was super favorable. Even later on, Israel, Jericho did rampage commentary, right? And for every single commercial break, someone in my section is trying to get Chris's attention because we're right by commentary. And so every every commercial break, Chris, Chris, I love you. You're the goat. You can fuck my wife. Like literally, like, people were saying. I still know someone that asked. I know that. you're the one that said that. I didn't. I didn't say that. I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not into that type of thing. But yeah, people loved Chris Jericho. Him, the acclaimed, and MJ were the most beloved people last night. Well, so the the everyone was into. Uh... He was asking about the acclaim. Yeah. Was all about, yeah. He was asking about the acclaim when he went into Jericho. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why did you go into Jericho? Isra asked, um, were they favorable for Jericho winning? Yeah, like how what was the crowd feeling? Yeah, yeah, it was a temperature. Yeah, AW fans love Jericho. They they love him. Why are we surprised? They love Jericho. They love Jericho. They they love him so much. Um and the acclaim, man, like the the the, the heat for Swerve was crazy. You know, like he got he had the second most heat on the show outside of um outside of Sammy Guevara, and you guys will see that Friday. Like people people hated Sammy Guevara. <laughs> he was wrestling Eddie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was the reaction not for Eddie? He resurrected a, a a tired and sleepy crowd. That's what real wrestlers do, bro. Yeah, yeah. People you literally saw a bunch of people who looked half dead. And then Eddie Steen cued, and people were like, he saw like their body shoot up. And they're like, oh, it's Eddie Kingston. And everybody stood up. Yeah, Eddie's yeah. all right. He's cool. He's cool. I guess that's that's crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's crazy. He's a real wrestler. Did you guys think the uh, tag title match was as good as the pay per view one? No, it wasn't as good as pay per view. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good, but um, I thought the moment, right? I thought, I thought at the start it started off really good and they pretty much picked up where they left off on pay per view. I thought they, uh, I think they could have shaved a couple of minutes off at the end. Um, it felt like they kind of went past their peak, you know. Um, but you know, it, it, it was good, man. It was good. Billy Gunn being over in 2022 was like insane. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's... it's because he's not saying too much dumb shit on podcasts. Who? Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Oh, wait. What did Chris say about Billy? He said uh, but he's, how he's still over in 2022. Yeah, really, really. The key the key to being a 20-plus-year a veteran and still being liked is really two things. Um, don't say too much on a podcast unless it's extremely complimentary of very popular modern wrestlers. And... Um, yeah, you know, don't 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 do anything that's going to be divisive booking wise. So Billy Gunn just hanging around, you know, being with the acclaimed and not you know going publicly saying the young bucks suck and yeah, people are going to his kids. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the thing because if, if Billy was a guy with a podcast talking about you know the young bucks are bad and that 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 that, then he'd get the same reaction as everybody else. But he he closes his mouth, so <clears throat> that's the thing there. Um, you guys are gonna have to fill me in on any backstage segments that happened on the show because I saw none of them live. Like well, the next up was a backstage segment where okay. it was uh, the gun club and FTR. FTR in the middle of cutting the promo. Then the gun FTR club just... Smoked. Yeah, but then gun club interrupted them really? and just dunked. Oh, niggas got smoked. Right. No, oh, wait, 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 wait. Really? Really? Like, are y'all gassing it just to like... Oh, no, they no, no, smoked them. Listen, Hanger, would all lie to you? Right, now, to be honest, 
I was just kind of alluded to this earlier. It kind of felt like by design, you know. Um, you know, the gun club just kind of came up and just done a bunch of like corny jokes. And, I don't, uh, I don't believe this. Like, I don't. Bro, it's great. It was only like a one minute segment. Yeah. yeah, it was a yeah. one minute segment where they dunked on FTR while FTR stood there staring at them blankly. They didn't fight back, they didn't defend them, they just took a disrespect. And then Gun Club was basically like, We're like the much better versions of you, and like, mm -hmm. you wish crazy. you could be booked, you wish you could be on. Da -da -da. And yeah. then after they left FTR, I was like, Hmm, that's real nice, or some bullshit yeah. like that. They literally yeah. they like, it, they FTR, got smoked. You ever stop complaining? Oh my god, it was, um, it was very special. much. It was very yeah. much a vibe of like the annoying kids in the locker room coming up to him and just kind of dunking on him and like the uh the old guys kind of like rolling rolls whilst taking it sort of vibe. I think that was kind of the thing they were going for. But like you know, in a vacuum, the gun club absolutely dunked on FTR in his segment. It's very uh, unfortunate to hear. Um I'm gonna see for myself and if I end up agreeing with you guys, I'm just gonna say absolutely nothing on the timeline. No, um, you're gonna be like, oh, that that was shambolic. That was shambolic. <laughs> you're gonna, you might that, cry yourself to sleep tonight. You see how bad they got cooked. Is that is that one of my words? Is that one of my words? Is <laughs> shambolic. Yeah, everything shambolic to you, like. This <laughs> guy's got a word for everything, bro. bro. Do I? <laughs> you, you can't. You. Oh, bro. What? I'm not yeah. going to remember. I won't be able to remember it now. You yeah. said something that was just filth the other day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the simplest of things and you just, just hangmaned it all up. It was hangmaned it all up. <laughs> is, Isra, uh, her impressions of me frustrate me because like, because like, she'll say something. I'm like, damn, I do do that. Damn. <laughs> it's like, damn. Uh, yeah, I think, I think they, it, watching live, right, we got no backstage segments. Um, so you didn't see Trina and Jade Cargill no. backstage? Oh no, no. <laughs> we did we did not get that. So not a man of you're not a man of culture. That's war. He, he's not a man yeah. of, even even Cardi B posted it. No, I'm saying no, no, I saw it like on Twitter when I was. Oh no, I mean, did you see it like in general? Oh no, yes, yeah, I, I saw it live and her energy in that segment, even though she only saw it said like two, three things, I was liking it, you know. It felt yeah. like she was real comfortable in, in the setting. Um, but yeah, watching live, they didn't do the backstage bits uh, in the past. Like in, in previous Dynamite tapings, they would show the backstage segments like on the screen. This time, they didn't really do that. Um, Justin Roberts would just read our signs and like mess around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, he did some of that. Tony Khan would kind of come out in between and just be like, "Hey, Dynamite, let's go!" Yeah, <laughs> like he would just do that. He'd be like, coming up next, real exciting match. <laughs> you want to get you get the energy up? <laughs> did he do that thing where it feels like? When Tony Khan's like cutting a promo, well, not a promo, but like when he addresses the crowd and shit, and he's all fired up and he's got yeah. the mic, yeah, he does this thing when he, when he's shouting into the mic, his he voice does, sounds he's, like he's, 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 he's like straining. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He um, does that. He does that. And he like um, he like I don't know if you could picture this right because I'm not on camera, but like he'll stop his like his foot down, like oh, but we're gonna have a really good show, and like he'll just like, <laughs> emphasize this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's an interesting character that uh, yeah. that TK. I, 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 I gotta be honest, the, the the bitter side of me when he first came out, I wanted to change CM Punk. I can't lie. <laughs> when who came out? When Tony Khan came out, I wanted to chant Punk. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna the audience is gonna play AEW with CM Punk chance if he gets the boot? <laughs> if he gets fired, maybe. If it, right now, I feel like they should do it. No, I don't think they should do it if Punk gets. 
eliminated. I feel like they should do it. Eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> like he's getting eradicated off this earth. Yeah. Like, no, they should, no, I feel like the crowd should do it if they get rid of the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega. That but if Punk gets the boot, it's like it's like he kind of had it coming. Like everyone kind of sees it coming, and he would deserve it for sure. Oh um, anyone with common sense knows this, Hangman. But well. if if, for, if they <laughs> hold on, <laughs> CM Punk is is one of the greatest wrestling talents I've ever seen in my life. And regardless, yeah, and you of, have no taste. So what does that say about I, him? My what taste is incredible. It, we're still going to do that debate podcast that you've been talking about, and when that comes, um, you're going to be exposed because your arguments for Seth Rollins are going to be shambolic. Shambolic. And, uh, and I, I'm just no, gonna... my arguments for CM Punk, they're gonna listen. All my takes are fucking genius. Mm, about eighty percent of them. About eighty percent. I can't. You know what I'll say, yo, Israel. You're um, I really enjoy your women's wrestling takes because they're very um, they're not unique in this. Like if you talk to certain kinds of female fans, like they'll they'll have these perspectives. But it's just that your perspectives sometimes get underrepresented in the wrestling Twitter bubbles that I tend to be in, right? And so because of that, I'll have a certain view of somebody and then Israel will come in like a group chat, right? And be like, she is the worst wrestler I've ever seen. And it's like, yo, my God. And it's, it's, it's just, it's the best. Um, the, past, the past 24 hours with Israel and, uh, Soraya, and Soraya has fucking popped me huge. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, yeah, when are we going to get into that? <laughs> when the news, we'll get into it eventually, but I just want to quickly say, look, when the news first came out, about like <laughs> when Sean dropped that thoughtful select story, I, I think I've said that Soraya, Soraya slash Paige is a big star at least thirty times over the past fucking two days. Like whenever, whenever anybody asks me about her or whenever she comes up, I'm just like, yeah, big star. Well, she has know? a whole movie about her. <laughs> do, do, do you know that? Can I say something about fighting with my family right now, please? <laughs> Go on, quick. What was that all about? The Rock, the rock wanted to do something. Story. Why? The rock got bored. She was she was retired for like a year. Um, like the story was Bro, not the accurate. Rock just wanted to have like a little passion project, and Paige <laughs> didn't have shit else to do. So yeah, it, it, I why think was, it's that it's that simple. Why bro. was Zelina Vega playing AJ Lee? <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch the movie, but Zelina, uh, her uh, performance hurt. It's called Paige. Where's pure play page? Yeah, bro. she got real big after that movie. Who? For Florence Pugh. I didn't watch the movie. Florence I don't know. Pugh. I was gonna say Zelina did a really good impression of AJ Lee. Oh my god, that, that means that's a very loaded comment. But um, yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I, I so I'm a nerd, right? And so when I watch docu uh, like biopics, right? My whole thing is like this has to be accurate, right? And there's so many tropes in these types of movies that like it's just like that's just not how this happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching the movie, and there's just so many inaccuracies that just drove me crazy. And I remember I had a friend who doesn't like wrestling at all, and he came music. Like, have you seen Fighting with My Family? It's it's so inspirational. It's so like man, like I, mean, I want to watch friends. Do you have? <laughs> I have a lot of friends. He My friends sister was telling me about that movie. Yeah. She was like, have you ever heard of this girl, Paige, in wrestling? And I was like... <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. You were um... talking about... No, she she made Paige sound like like an orphan that like struggled her whole life. And she just been... She's like, she had it so hard. I'm like, she was getting dropped on her head when she was 12. I don't feel sorry for her. Israel, this movie made it seem like she was 
in these streets, right? And then Rock just found her and was like, oh, you'll you'll be here. You're really? gonna be a superstar. And she's just like, what? And like, they act like NXT existed in like 2006 or some shit. Like, it was just like, what are you doing here? Yeah, it was crazy. It was um, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, look, look, I was getting to um, when, when the news came up about it yesterday. You kept saying Big Star and shit, right? And um, we'd said, we'd obviously we'd talk about it in the chat. And it was, yeah. it was just like, nah. <laughs> she was just like, nah. <laughs> And once when she caught up with Dynamite last night, she was like, "Well, <laughs> you know." And, and I'm very interested to get into what what caused her to feel that way watching the angle. We'll get to that. Uh, I'm gonna say real quick, Monty, before we get to the Orange Cassidy match, I've been also using Big Star has been my go-to as well, and it, it, it's my way of saying something objectively true without being um, mean, you know. So yeah, she's nothing. She's a big we'll star. get we'll get to it. we'll serve it anyway. Um, Orange Cassidy, anything? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, slow down, <laughs> slow down soon. Um, Wheelie Yuta is oh, yeah. by MJF. Um, Isra said that she enjoyed this, so um, I'll throw it to you first. I know exactly um, what she did. Go ahead, Isra. MJF dunking on young Wheelie Yuta, pushing over Tony Schiavone. Um, yes, listen. Yeah, To say that Wheeler Yuta, like, how do I say this? But I sound like a bitch. Listen, MJF smoked him. That's a fact. We, we we know this. He said that he, there was this one line, and I'm so mad because when I was watching it, I was like, I'm going to write out the transcript of this promo because I want to be ready for the podcast. <laughs> but he said something like, you graduated from, like, paint drying to, like, a rock or something like that. Yeah, yeah, his personality. Charisma. That popped me. He he just dragged him. And then like whether you like I felt like this was his moment to like really shine and like mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I'm not the dork that everyone knows that I am. I could be I could be tough. I could I could defend myself. And then what did he do? His oh his first line was like MJF everybody. And I was like, this is the corny <laughs> shit I ever heard in my life. This is so unfortunate. He just it, it, the thing about Willow Yuta is I really, really want to get behind him because he's a really good technical wrestler. And I feel like, you know, he's a little rough around the edges in terms of like character and charisma and appearance and, you know, <laughs> mic work. And... She's naming everything. <laughs> <laughs> but he could wrestle. <laughs> he could wrestle for sure. Like, you know, my problem, I'm not going to lie to you. This man grew a beard and he still looks like a nerd. Like some gotta shake. I don't know what he needs to do, but like something has to change. Like move him to JAS. Have him and Garcia switch. Israel, just keep it a stack because I, I I've thought about this. Shout out to public enemies. Would you would you sure shout out to public enemies? Thank you for thank you for supporting the podcast. Is would you see him perceive him differently if he was the exact same, but he was like jacked out of his fucking mind? No. Okay. That doesn't make any sense to me. Most of the wrestlers I like are smaller anyways, or mm -hmm. like less conventionally big, I guess. So that, that doesn't make a difference to me. I think I think his physique is okay. Mm -hmm. And he yeah, can wrestle cool. for sure. Um you know it's maybe, funny. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm the last person to like give him like a advice. <laughs> I, I I have a lot of advice I'd give him actually. Have okay. him pull up to Wrestle Pure's podcast. We'll do a one-on-one okay. -on -one 60 minute interview. And then me, I'm gonna like straighten him the fuck out. So you know what? Listen, we were <laughs> either, if you catch a clip of this, and, and you you very well may. Um, 
Israel's giving an opening. I'll turn that voice to a man. Wow. Um, in, in the interview. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, a, you, that's a crazy you know, quote, bro. You know, you know, if you're listening to the Russell Pierce podcast, Israel wants you to come on the podcast so that she can turn you into a man and give you an honest conversation on, you know, what you can maybe do to uh, be more be more uh, appealing to, to beautiful women who love wrestling. Yes. So um, there you go. Uh, Monty, when I saw this, my thought was, listen, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Wheeler Yuta. Question mark. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Iz was on a Rhea Ripley shit. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'm your Wheeler Yuta fans, I'm sorry. He's not a bad guy. So I feel bad I when you. I slander him. <laughs> I, I, I think he's talented. Listen, um, you all, everyone has to come from somewhere. I think he's, he's improving. He's on the pathway to becoming a really, really you know, mm-hmm. upper tier guy. Um, yeah. My thought was he was not ready for this. You know, like I, I think it, it was almost a setup to just throw MJF at this guy. Like when MJF came out, I was like, oh my God, like this is going to be, this is going to be tough. And it was for him. You know, Max, Max got the hometown pop, absolutely destroyed him verbally. Um, and it literally took assaulting Tony Schiavone to get heel heat. And it did work. Like when he showed Tony, like yeah, I got yeah. mad, and everyone in my section got mad. Like, we were like, "No." There was, no, there was a little gas. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people, people. Yeah, you ain't jumped the rail. Do anything though, pussy. Did again? <laughs> I didn't jump the rail. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get to this broader point a little bit later, Monty. But, um, you know, I, I've been to what four dynamites at this point. Um, more so than any of the other shows, being there live. Yeah, look at that. Look at this beautiful cat. Um, listen, being there live, Monty, more so than ever, because I was so up close this time, I feel like you don't really know who's a star until you feel it when you're there. You know what I mean? And and, and I think more than ever before, it told me who the pretenders were in AEW. You know what I mean? I'm up there, and certain people, I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? It's just this wow. Like, this is a superstar, you know? Mm -hmm. Something about, like, the way they feel. How big you, you, the size, the the energy when they're walking out, the aura, whatever it is, right? And there was a couple people that felt like pretenders, you know. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, one hundred percent, feels like a star at this point. You know, he's a, he's a he's a real big star. He's a top goal. Yeah. He's, a legit, he's a legitimate top goal. Not even though he's only like what 24, 26. He's, yeah, he's legit. He, he's up there, man. Jericho's a Jericho's a superstar as well, and I mean that's not anything Listen, groundbreaking. Before you continue. Send super chats. I have to feed Leo. Mm. He's such a good boy, and he doesn't deserve to starve. So wow. send Factual. super chats. Oh my good god! Boy. Oh man, look at Leo. Yeah, you don't want Leo to starve, everybody. Let's get some super chats in for Leo. Let's go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was a segment. It looks like they're probably gonna have a match next week on Dynamite, probably. And that that'll be interesting. What did you What did you make of this segment, Chris? <laughs> Uh, MJF is not that good. He said like the bare minimum bars. He's not doing his job anymore because he's getting cheered by a crowd. You pro- you prided yourself on being the only heel in wrestling to get booed, and now you're not getting booed. AEW crowds are stupid. Knew <laughs> the fucking nigga who was doing all this evil, like not even that. <laughs> who was doing evil shit, bro? And AEW was just, oh, <laughs> I'm glad you're back, Max. <laughs> <laughs> That man, that man, that man, MJF said, "Um, if I'm the devil, then you're my devil worshippers." And the crowd's like, "Bro, <laughs> I think he, I think he's making that a thing as well, which is like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not he that. said, he said it on the wrestling podcast. He said it last night. 
and he said it in a tweet. I'm sorry. Like, I think he's gonna try and make the devil worshippers thing like yeah, I'm not, a not, thing. Not into that. Has there ever been like a wrestler? Forget like in the wrestling bubble, like just like in general, that was like a part of the Illuminati. Do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> the Rock definitely in it. I ain't talking oh about the ministry the ministry was Illuminati I don't know if it was Illuminati but it was something <laughs> it was, <laughs> there, was some, there was sacrifices and you know it was all that sort of shit yeah Isra when she asked that question she made a face like like that she was on the precipice on the cusp of uncovering some really crazy information that's never been discovered and it's really funny like she was like do you guys think like like and like her eyes are like kind of like so, so <laughs> someone in the, someone in the live chat <laughs> just said batista has a illuminati tattoo oh which my is, god uh, <laughs> is, yeah. that makes so much sense because now he's literally in hollywood oh my god <laughs> Sasha Joy? wait hold on because she she has like she's like a wrestling <laughs> Like I'm, sorry, come... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. No, I don't, I don't no, I'm, no I'm not problem. like a tinfoil hat wearing person. I just think it's interesting. <laughs> QAnon is real. Tony Khan nah, solved his soul. Not gonna lie. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what someone said in the live chat. This is better than a regular straightforward dynamite conversation. Um, <laughs> someone said the NWO, the NWO is literally the new world order. So, you know, one, Lamora, one of the biggest you... acts in the business. Let me know, Lamora. I'm pretty sure you were at the show. I think you were at the show, if I'm, unless I'm mistaking you for somebody else. Um, Isra, thank you so much for that. That um, this is a, this is a good one. Parker Boudreaux gotta be an Illuminati. <laughs> Can't be, bro. Yeah, yeah. Some something's going on there. Something's going on. He's like, yeah, Mark Tyson soon. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a very. I'll tell y'all off the air what's going on there. But um, yeah, listen, uh, you know what's funny, Chris, what you said about Max? So you know what's the other thing that occurred to me when I was watching the show, guys? AEW needs more like heel heels, not just like I'm technically on the eat bad spectrum. Heels that get booed because the people who are heels in AEW get really great heat live, right? But there's not that many of them. And as a result, there's a lot of matches between people who like, it's almost like, there's no real strong reason to cheer for one side or the other. You're just watching the match to watch the match. And mm. so there's a lack of heat, especially in Rampage. You guys are going to see it. Like, Jungle Boy and um and and, uh, and Phoenix are wrestling, right? And they're two really good wrestlers. They're baby faces. But, like, there's no real bad guy here. And so the fans are just watching them wrestle. And that's it. And even Danielson Moxley, I love both wrestlers. John Moxley's had, had an amazing year. Brian Danielson's one of the best ever. Um, They struggled at the beginning for heat. Uh, in the in the arena because it's almost like who do we even really root for you know yeah. then, i've got my theories for that one but uh no 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 uh, it's a very simple theory of monty being there this is straight up one answer bro there needs to be more concrete heels you know spoil no I, I can't i can't spoil this on rampage but there were there were heels on rampage who got crazy heat but then anything that wasn't heel versus face or heel involvement you know it was almost just like we're just watching this to watch it you know what I'm saying? It's like who we really got a passion to get behind, and it's why heels are so important. So, just wanted to throw that out. Chris, how many times are you gonna change? Huh? <laughs> I haven't changed. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, uh, if you're watching, it in, in, it's in gotta chat, be a bit. If you're watching, yeah, no, 100. Guys, if you're watching in the chat, we need it. We need to create a hashtag, Chris Watch, because. <laughs> 
If you don't pay attention, he's doing some crazy lore right now. Like, it's is... a lot of lore. There's a lot of Easter eggs. Bray Wyatt's gonna show up on the WrestleMania podcast in a minute. Chris will change outfits. He'll eat something and then deny he was eating it. Like I'm not going crazy, bro. He wasn't eating a mango earlier. It was a watermelon. Somebody needs to go back and run. He started the- eating it again, bro. It's not lucky. He got rid of it. He has a straight face, right? So, like, I'm like, yo, am I crazy when he denies it? But no, he's messing with me, bro. He's really like, someone needs to do a hashtag Chris Watch for that. He's got. I've seen it. I've noticed him get changed at least <laughs> three bro, times. At least five times. <laughs> I didn't notice until Isra pointed out. I'm like, yeah, he wasn't wearing that early. <laughs> you know, oh. if that's his role for tonight's podcast, but God bless him. <laughs> it's a. It's a uh... What do we have next on the show? It's a head, it's a head of a bit. It's almost uh, it's money esque to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we had, this this was the trainer thing now. So Jay Cargill, um, you know, she's not worried about any challenges. Diamante, you know, confronts her again, and uh, she introduces her to Trina, who's going to be the friend that accompanies her. Uh, is it next week or fr- no Friday? And um. Yeah, man. This was kind of like a old school pop for some of the old heads, I think. <laughs> Bro, <what>? <laughs> Kill Bill, man. Yo. Yo. No, this is a, a messy jersey. I meant Ronaldo. Can we do like a full fit check? A full this one? is crazy. This is art right now. This is really art. Crazy. I hope the Wrestle Purist community is appreciating this art by uh, Chris right now. Uh, we've got a few. We got a few super chats. Um, Two dollars, big hero, Chris. How many people were anti-deodorant hangman? Um, I was sitting in the lower sections where uh, I was surrounded by no poor people. So surprisingly, uh, nobody. Not surrounded by no poor people. It's just the truth. I actually um. It's funny, like there's a lot of people there that like you know were quote unquote. It's elite, this elitist hangman, right now. No, 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 no. Classism, no, no, misogyny, you know, <laughs> the watermelon comment. No, no, you know it's funny. God struck me down for any of that because um, you know, I sat so I sat basically right there in the front, and I'm thinking like, okay, full gear tickets on sale this morning. I'm gonna get those and sit sit with the elites again. And within seconds, like there was nothing available, and I had to I had to buy I had to buy nosebleeds. So I, I think that was God humbling me. You know what I mean? I think that was like you know something in the universe like, telling back me I'm not capitalist. Back <laughs> of capitalist. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, yeah, nah, Chris. People actually didn't really smell uh, around me. Surprisingly, um, so that, that was nice. Um, Allow me. How do you? How do you pronounce that name? Is oh, this is for Israel because her mom loves the best in the world, Shane. It's true. My mama got a big crush on Shane McMahon, and I agree that oh. this is a deal. Um, I'm just going to speak my truth. It is what it is. Um, real bitches, no. Shane McMahon, he's for the hoes. Thank you. Is, well, it the gray, is it the gray hair on the side? It, he just got like... <laughs> Why is happening? <laughs> Shane... <laughs> I can see your Shane. No, no, Shane. Have you seen bad, him on bro. Raw Underground? Like, I don't know. I feel like his energy is just like <laughs> Shane swaggy with it. Yo. I feel like I feel like Shane would go crazy in the club, man. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> my man comes out in the sweatpants with his fresh Jordans, doing the little that little thing that he does on the stage, that little kind of foot shuffle. <laughs> yeah, people, man. people, some people, some kids think that uh, the young books brought Jordans into wrestling, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, real, real ones. No, it was Shane or Mac back in the day. So, do you guys have any opinions on Orange Cassidy versus Pac? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Another super chat. Oh, the custodian. Chris, I notice you keep changing wardrobe. I'll wash the laundry for you, bro. I got you. Appreciate that, Brian. (laughs) Any other? Hey, you'll get on TV one day, kid. (laughs) This is this is this is a crazy podcast. Um, yo, you know Israel looks like one, one last one. Uh, James. Chris, are you Cameroonian? Chris, well, are you there? Chris is like, well, you know, Chris. Like, what happened? Chris, are you want to know Cameroonian? Huh? <laughs> what the hell? Can you hear me? We got a super, we got, we got a super chat yes, from someone called oh. James who asked if you're Cameroonian. Oh, no. I'm, I'm just black and Native American. I'm a sad, pathetic uh, USS boy. No, (laughs) USA boy. You know what? That's crazy. (laughs) You know what Israel looks like when she puts the glasses on? She looks like every raw assistant to the general manager in like the early 2010s. Like, Israel, you know how like Teddy Long or like whoever. I'm telling you, yo, Israel, (laughs) Teddy Long will walk in the office like, how are we doing now, baby? Uh, Listen. They gotta go one on one with the Undertaker later, but I'm thinking like doing a tag match. What do you think, baby? And you'll be like, um, I think that um this guy really wants to get his hands on the Miz. So what we should do is <laughs> a tag and like well, that's a great idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll book it tonight. Remember when um uh Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero were feuding and Eddie had okay. a CPS worker with him and she oh, was just man. standing there with her clipboard. <laughs> I'm saying like Teddy Long always had like just women with glasses around him, like <laughs> clipboards and shit. He was like, I'm thinking tonight we do a Divas bikini contest. What do you think? <laughs> so it's, like, it's, like, it's a great idea, Teddy. It's a great idea. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Um, Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've finally got there, Hangman. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, it's a match that happened. You know? What do you think, Israel? I liked it. I like mm-hmm. both of them a lot. Um, it was just kind of like a TV match. It wasn't like anything outstanding, but, um, yeah, I don't have too many thoughts on it. Like, I think they both, you know, had a good match and that was that. Chris? Chris? It was all right. Kind of disappointing. Uh, I don't know. Wait, let me take a bet. The shirt that Chris has on is now is going to be blue. Turn your camera on. He's gonna oh, change I, it if you if you're right, you know. He's just wait, I uh, but yeah, the match was it was okay. I don't know. Recently, <laughs> Pack in his singles matches. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I'm not. No, I'm not gonna start no doing anything. <laughs> but like, I think he he's worked harder in his trios matches right now than his singles matches. I don't know why. Does it feel like oh. Pack is uh, in a weird like um? Not phoning it in because that's like too much of a heavy accusation, but it's kind of like Lucha Bros be putting that Mexican pride in him. That's why he be going crazy when he was like, oh. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe he's just you know he lives in Britain. He's fucking depressing over there. You know, 
Slow. When he comes to America, he's like, it's so much more life over here. And he just you know, walks through it. I don't know. A little bit of Randy Ortonism in, in some of it. But he's not. finally showing up to work, so that's cool. But I don't know. Can, can I, cool. So, uh, Monty, here's my ruling on this match. Um, I think we're reaching the law of diminishing returns on the Orange Cassidy pack um, in-ring dynamic. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> listen, not, they will never, ever, 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 ever recapture the magic of their first match. I think their first match is genuinely one of the greatest AEW matches of all time. Not even just from ring work, from spectacle, moment, significance at the time, which cannot be understated. It's so commonplace now to see Orange Cassidy wrestle and do all these cool moves. But in the context of the time where Pac is this serious, badass, tough guy who was very well protected at the time and beat most people he wrestled, and he's taking on a guy who he literally never in an AEW setting seen wrestle, to see the meme guy wrestle for the first time was genuinely astonishing. And now that it's a commonplace thing, and they're both just kind of guys who float around in the middle of the card, it's 100% diminishing returns. Add to the fact that now Pac is a, is a baby face. He's not a heel. Fans just kind of, like, in the arena. Well, he know. Sure, but we're watching this, right? And, like, it's going, and the work is very solid throughout it. It's very solid. Um, but it's almost like people don't really know how to feel or react to anything watching it live. At some point late in the match, it got so well worked that we got into it because they started really doing a lot of good near falls and counters. Um, and so we got into it because they're, they're great wrestlers, right? Um, but ultimately, you know, we got that, that kind of weird finish. From my point of view, I'm not even sure what happened. You guys are going to have to tell me what happened in that finish. I couldn't really see what that was. Like, I, I don't know if he had like a, a bar of chocolate or something that he hit him with. Like, yeah, so you see, you see the little hammer that you ring the bell with. Okay. That's what he hit him with. He hit him with the mini hammer thing. Then he rolled him into the ring and pinned him. Got you. So that's what happened there. It wasn't um it wasn't the greatest finish in the world. No, 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 Isra, did you see that? Am I tripping? He was his shirt was yellow for a split second, and then some weird camera effect happened and it went to like this burgundy. I'm not tripping, right? In, in the soup, and yo, in the chat, someone let me know. Y'all saw that too. Oh no, oh no, it's on the last one. It's, so, it's like, a, when, he, when, he go, when he goes now, when he goes now, he'll come back and it'll it'll flash purple before he goes to the new yeah, that he yeah. goes to. I don't know what y'all talking about. I just yo, my daughter yo. just on getting into stuff he, she shouldn't get into, so I'm just yo, know. Yo, Chris, what starter Pokemon are you picking? <laughs> In Gen one from the first ever. Bro, you just tell me you don't like a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> I'm a Bulbasaur guy. Oh my god. My man literally looks like a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> oh, um, the next oh, Chris, thing, Chris, you we got a fan. Chris is oh, handsome. My dog. Uh, lovely comment from Chris's burner. Listen, so so the next thing was the women's <laughs> four way, right? All right. Oh, um, so the, the pack thing. Um, I think. In certain when he, when he's in singles matches, it's kind of to like Chris's point and yours, Hangman. Um, when he's in singles matches, and especially now that he floats in between heel and face, when he's leaning heel, especially, and he's kind of like controlling large segments of the match, it's like he's kind of um, I wouldn't say it's phoning it in, but it's like he's not. He definitely saves the sprint until the finishing stretch, you know. And it feels like he's kind of um, 
you know, it's just a lot more slower pace and stuff like that when he's working a singles match and he's doing a lot of the uh, work on top. He's not, um, you know, we want to see, everyone wants to see, everyone wants to see Pat doing loads of like crazy shit, athletic shit and stuff like that, but we can see him do in these multi-man tag matches like, quite often, especially when they're just spot fests and people kind of like running around and doing crazy shit, which a lot of them are. <clears throat> but, like I said, when, he, when he's on top in a singles match, he's a lot more... I think he tries to come across as more methodical, you know? Um, but it's, you know what, it's just you know not... What I noticed, Monty? Go um, recently, him and Danielson have control segments where they work it with the mindset, like, they don't care if there's one person in the crowd or, like, 15,000. Mm -hmm. um, because... If you remember in pandemic wrestling, it allowed certain types of guys to just kind of like wrestle without having to worry about playing to an audience, right? And so mm -hmm. certain guys were just really nitty gritty. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but guys like that, um, you know, those types of guys, they could just kind of put their head down and just kind of grind it. Right? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's know. happening right now? I, I, I'm I, not gonna lie. I thought he was holding up a wig for a second. And me I too. Like, me too. I thought. Oh, was... what, what's he doing? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not. Oh, sure. no, I'm just holding my dog because she keeps on getting. Oh, it's stuff. a dog. Yo, Chris is really good at putting on a poker face. Like I would be cracking up doing this. Like I would be cracking. What? Anyways, yeah, like Monty, like you'll see it later with Danison, but like it just kind of feels like they kind of just put their head down and like this is my control segment. I'm working the body. I'm doing whatever I'm doing, and it's like. With whether this is a good or bad thing, with no regard really for like the audience, you know what I mean? They're just doing their thing. Um, it's just something I noticed, but uh, yeah, hmm. it's uh, um, no, like I think, I think you're onto something to be honest with it because uh, what, what did you say, Chris? Someone, oh, she fucking someone in the chat said it's a dog, it's a wig, but it's a dog. <laughs> have we oh, ever seen dog. have we ever seen Monty's head on the podcast? Monty, let's do a head review. <laughs> oh, not, not with the hat, not with the hat here, man. No, we got to. I, I just, not I'm looking at Monty and I'm like, yo, I don't think he's ever shown his head. And I'm yo, just, listen, I, listen, listen. I want you, I, listen. This, this is, I'm gonna peel back the curtain. I'm gonna let y'all know what Monty said to me behind the scenes. Y'all oh gotta my. run the views up on this video. You understand? Oh my God. We're trying to gun for like say 10k. That's crazy. Fifty-ish comments, hundred <laughs> likes. At the mm. very top, 200 likes, right? And then Monty said he's going to post a thirst trap on his personal account. That's so, ladies, crazy. I know y'all been begging me, flooding my DMs. When is Monty going to start posting thirst traps? He's so fine. <laughs> he's, he's, no, listen, it's coming. Y'all just got to make sure this view, this uh, video gets to 10,000. And then Monty's going to post a thirst trap. Is is this is this Monty in his sex symbol era? Like, is that what's going when, on? When this, video, when this video only does a noise chilled out free two, two point, yeah you know what i mean it does, it does hoping that we don't give you <laughs> <laughs> we'll be all right you know the lot the lot of you the lot of viewerships around it's been floating around 150 so that's that's, that's healthy it's healthy yeah, it's healthy it's healthy mm -hmm. it's not it's not um, it's not a record we're not breaking records here but no y'all know what right. to do y'all know what to do don't <laughs> let me not, down israel when, when i see men who every time i see them they're always wearing hats um after about like eight appearances i start forgetting freaked out I, I feel like uh like, like like what's going on underneath there you know what i mean like oh like, wow I've got, I've got i've definitely got a forehead you know could you imagine monty's balding 
Like, could you like imagine? <laughs> Imagine, honestly, I, I can see Monty being completely bald or like just having a buzz cut, you know. No, no, I've got um, listen, it's going to be I'll, 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 I'll show, I'll show it if, if I didn't have my hat on all day, I'd show it, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not revealing my hair for it to be like this. Fucking, it, it took what bro, the fuck <laughs> is that, bro? He's <laughs> so serious, too. <laughs> I swear we haven't been reviewing AEW for the past. This is better. <laughs> He's hundred percent cut his camera off because he had to. He couldn't. There's no way he kept the straight yeah, face. Yeah, he was cracking up. He was cracking up. Chris, do you have a dashiki? <laughs> no, oh, no, it's a tire. I got a job interview later in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Will somebody please make a compilation? Yo, Monty, um, Manny, I remember I took it took a while for me to see Manny's head because remember Manny's a hat guy too, right? And I remember this one review where he just he just had his hair, and I was like, oh shit, like what the hell? Threw me off. Um, but yeah, man, the <clears> women's four way was next. Um, <laughs> for the AEW interim women's championship, we had a four way. And it was Athena versus Serena Deeb versus Tony Storm versus Britt Baker. And um, the crowd wasn't electric, but they were very respectful in my section. You know what I mean? Um, I had women in front of me who it almost felt like maybe they knew Britt personally, the way they reacted, because they, they reacted a certain way specifically for her. And they left after her match was over. So I, I, I want to say that they were her colleagues or something. Um, like definitely right, but um, yeah, this was a good match. I thought the people who shined the most, in my opinion, were Athena and Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb was very impressive with some of the stuff that she pulled out in this match, and Athena was as well. Um, you know, ultimately, Athena was great. Yeah, Athena I thought Athena was, was awesome. Uh, Britt Baker, uh, she got her mouth busted open, I believe, and uh, she was real into that. You know, she loves Britt. Britt goes for it. She really likes to bleed, actually. Yeah, one of the first things she did was like look down at the uh, look down at the camera. Yeah, and she was like, yeah, she loves she loves that. She loves the shot of her with the bloody face and stuff. Uh, so she got busted open, um, and uh, and ultimately Tony Storm got got the win. Uh, pretty good match, Israel. What did you think of this four way? That was really boring, mm-hmm. but then it started to pick up later when Tony Storm and Athena started like going back and forth it picked up it got really interesting well as interesting as it could given the circumstance i didn't really care for the outcome uh, of the match itself um but i liked the drama afterwards because jamie pulled up and she was like you know what this is my time i could i could really break out and be her i could be a star i could you know try to be more than just Britt baker's maid but then she just decided that's the life she wants to live. She wants to be Britt Baker's pet. So if you're a fan of Jamie Hayter, that's really sad. And I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I felt like the Soraya update was um, not update. Uh, the debut. Um, I don't know. I don't. I never like personally cared for her in WWE. I thought she was like extremely overrated and annoying and not talented. And like I didn't like her look or like really anything about her. But um, 
I don't know, when she came out, she had like a certain flavor, a certain energy to her. And who knows, maybe, you know, her being injured and leaving WWE is like a blessing in disguise. I don't want to judge too soon because a lot of times when people come back from injury, they switch up their whole wrestling style. So it could be the case of her like improving, you know, because she'd had enough time off, enough time to train, you know, what have you. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing Paige or uh, Soraya uh, perform under AEW because it's like, it's going to bring more interest to the women's division. And um, <laughs> I can't go. Wow, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm trying to know, Sally, and I can't do it, bro. Like, to be honest. But no, I, I think, no, I think it's going to be really interesting. We should have, yeah, he was laughing. We, we should have no soul. Could you remember we did this spot? No, I was trying, I saw him and I'm, I'm trying to, I was trying to get my, my, you know, my shit off and I yeah. couldn't. Could you, no, did I, could, oh my, could y'all imagine if we just like made no comments on this, like throughout the entire podcast? That definitely happened earlier. <laughs> I'm not sure how long he's been doing this bit, which is boring because like, <laughs> No, he's been doing it since we started. I was just, yeah, I, I thought wife. maybe he was doing it because, like, he didn't like his, his outfit, look, but then yeah. he just kept going. I don't know, man. I know it's, I know it's one time. I know it's one time we came back with a bandana. <laughs> I don't know, man. Someone said my burials and Chris's wardrobe changes are the draw. <laughs> Yo, guys, someone made a thread, and they haven't even updated with Chris's newest thing. We are at no joke. Oh, 12. What? There's a thread. 14. Four, <laughs> there's yeah, a thread. There's a 14 picture thread of Chris's outfits in this podcast. <laughs> I haven't changed my outfits. What is there a thread of? Like my face? <laughs> <laughs> this man is a gimmick, bro. Like this. What's happening? Yo, he really is Bray Wyatt because. He hasn't really analyzed anything on the show. He's just doing like, fun, like gimmicks and shit. Like, hey, he buried man. MJF. He put Jericho <laughs> over, and then he's and been doing this the whole time. Like, and they just, <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay, so uh, Monty, here's my thing on on Soraya. Um. We all know the obvious. She's a big star, big name. It, it's a it's a thing big that gets star. buzz. Um. So so uh, it's a good get from that standpoint, right? The way they set this up where she confronts Britt Baker, um, I said this to the guy next to me and the guy next to me uh, agreed. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, bro, Tony Storm retained her championship, right? And the fallout of this match is, is an angle with Britt Baker. And it's just oh. very apparent that no matter who's the title holder in this women's division, the A storyline and the A person featured is always going to be Britt. In, in the hierarchy of things in the women's division, it's always just what's happening with the Britverse. And it's very reminiscent to me of periods of John Cena's career because John Cena wasn't the champion all the time, but John Cena was the top thing all the time. You know, CM Punk would hold the title, but John Laurinaitis versus John Cena would main event pay-per-views over a CM yeah. Punk title defense. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so in this case, it's like, okay, Soraya versus Britt Baker, the feud, that's going to be the priority over whatever Tony's going to be doing in the middle with the interim belt. And, um, you know, I, it just, I don't, I don't know if I hate that, but it's just something that is very apparent to me. You know what I mean? And so this is just more of that. So, yeah, I think um, it was it it was something that kind of stood out to me, kind of caught me off guard at the end. Like at the end of the women's segment, it was like the the baby face is standing tall in the wing in the ring, which was Soraya, um, Athena, 
and Tony Storm, you know, the WWE girls. <laughs> it was um not that I'm, not that I'd complain about it, but it just definitely um you know, it was something that I noticed at the time. Um everything you said about Brit is definitely true. Where like everything with her kind of feels like the A storyline in the women's side. Very similar to like, you know, Cena, but not as drastic, you know. Um, Who in the uh, women's division besides Jade and Britt is really good on the mic? And I'm not saying this to be patronizing. I genuinely want to like know y'all opinions. Okay, I, I have answers. Ruby um, can talk. Yeah, Ruby okay. Soho can talk her ass off. Um, Willow Nightingale, who hasn't gotten a big shot yet. I'm really into what she's got going on. I love her energy, her charisma, in my opinion. I think she, once she gets the ball rolling, will be the next great big babyface superstar in AEW. And I, I actually firmly believe this. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it seems like an overshooting or I'm overhyping at this point because she's really just like at the bottom of the card. But um, I think she's, she's the next one if she gets that shot. She can talk. She's very um, charming. Um, besides those two, I, I'd have to kind of think. Um. Yeah, I I have to think it's definitely not Marina Shafir. <laughs> um, uh, people people can straight? people can talk, but it's about who have got like a little bit of extra fire that cannot, you know, mm. go back and forth with like a Britt Baker, for example. Um, <laughs> what the? <laughs> yeah, what the I think, fuck is that? I think Chris Butler is actually a pretty good promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you changed your gimmick, um, <laughs> yes. Red Velvet is kind of good at talking lately. I can't uh, do this, bro. Nyla's really good at talking, she doesn't need Vic. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a good one. I can't. Oh, this nigga came back as Cyclops. <laughs> What's so fucking Chris, what do you think of Soraya as a talent? Uh, when I first started watching WWE, uh, I think like the first memory I had of WWE, like watching the whole show, was the show she debuted on and beat um, AJ for the title that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I remember her gimmick being like overly sexual, which uh, like I was like 15 at the time. I was like, what is this? You know, I'm kind of you know, I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I remember she licked Natalia's face mm-hmm. one time. I was like, okay. I don't remember. I remember the AJ and Paige matches being like <laughs> that was his, uh, like, that was his really sexual awakening. You know what's funny, Chris? So AJ Lee was seen as the really progressive women's wrestling talent at the time, right? Because like her thing was like I, you know, unlike some of the other divas, like I, I care about like the actual sport of wrestling and you know, I want to get into it and that that. And uh, it, at the time it felt like other people um, weren't really of that belief. So when, when Paige came up from NXT, there was a lot of excitement from hardcore fans. Like, oh my God, two serious women's wrestlers. They're going to wrestle each other and it's going to be like amazing. And like on paper, when they set the thing up and had the feud, people genuinely thought like we're going to get a series of like incredible women's matches. And, you know, Paige won the one on Raw and people were like, okay, that was a great moment. The match wasn't great, but the, the moment was great, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like the belief at the time was like, okay, they're gonna like on paper, they're gonna go crazy. And they had it felt like maybe Israel, you could correct me. It felt like they had like six straight shambolic women's pay-per-view matches. Like it was genuinely and I'm saying that that's something. Wait, what when, when when are you talking about? 2014 Page versus AJ Lee feud. Oh yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Um I feel like 
at the time because both of them were so were okay they were the indie darlings and we didn't see that with the uh, the divas division yeah so for that reason they were just really overhyped in my opinion and when they were hot potatoing the divas title i just thought that it was so corny um it's it wasn't corny when sasha and charlotte did it, it was corny when aj and Paige did it don't like is, 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 i'm gonna interrupt right there because that's the thing at the time it was like okay oh my god Two people that care about women's wrestling. They're not divas. They're wrestling. They're having a, a feud where they're going back and forth. But historically, it's just not – it's hard to look back super, super favorably on it in a transformative way because it's like, bro, two years later, two women did that a zillion times better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and, and I know it's kind of unfair to be like, oh, well, they're just not on the level of Sasha Charlotte because it's like so many few women's wrestlers in America are, right? But at the same time, it's just like that's just what happened. Two years later, it was done by two people a lot better. Um, no, I mean, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them their props because it does kind of shift the perception of what a woman wrestler should be, quote unquote, um, okay. especially in WWE at the time. So they did kind of, in a way, open doors mm-hmm. uh, so that women that are much better than them in the ring could, you know, shine afterwards. So, mm. and that's what ended up happening. Um, so that's why, like, when people mention, like, AJ Lee and Paige, like, I know a lot of, like, women wrestling fans love them. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go too hard on them because, like, they mean a lot to women wrestling fans. I like AJ Lee. Huh? No, yeah, I was just, I said, I, said, I like, I like AJ Lee personally. I'm talking about women wrestling fans that, who, with opinions that matter, not yeah. people that hate women. <laughs> okay. So, so, um, yeah. Honestly, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm it's a... just that they've been surpassed and... It mm-hmm. is what it is, mm-hmm. but like I'm just hoping that even after all these years, that like Paige can, um, you know, switch it up, bring something new, bring interest back into her again because now is the perfect time to do it. Like mm-hmm. you're red hot, you know. And Israel, you said a key word there, interest. I think Tony he didn't sign Paige because it's like, oh my god, her and Britt Baker are gonna have seven star matches. No, I think what he's trying to do right now is get interest into the women's division, interest with some star power that's going to get buzz and attention and make the crowds care and feel like a, an important part of the show and not a, a bathroom break. And I think that is what was prioritized here. And so because of that, uh, I think really the jury is out on how this, how this turns out. You know what I mean? Like I got to really see how their segments go where she and Britt are going back and forth talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's, um, she's a big star, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, I got a question. I, I got a question for you, Ezra. Um, okay. how likely is Britt Baker? What in the- <laughs> did Hangman leave? Oh my god, where'd Hangman go? <laughs> Why did he leave? Oh, there he is. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't talk until he's off camera. <laughs> what? I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for some. Hey man, ask me what you wanted to ask me. Is there, um? No, go on. How, go on. how like? How like? I can't. Yo, how likely is Britt Baker to go for the very, very obvious low hanging fruit on page in in, in a promo segment? I think she's gonna do it right away. I think it's gonna be the opening line and the opening promo when she addresses it the first time. 
There's a lot of things to get paid. They're with definitely going to bring up Breaker the talker. S tape scandal. They're mm-hmm. definitely going to bring up um, her having Dope. crunchy bones. Um, <clears throat> it's it's going to be it's going to look bad for her. Del, Del, Del Rio, do you, do you think the Del Rio stuff gets gets brought up? Them just doing drugs I all over the place and getting arrested. I, I can see like Sarai. I keep wanting to call her Paige, but I can see Sarai being the type of girl that's like, uh, basically like, give it to me. Like anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know. You think so? I, I feel like I she, think so because she's uh, she's the same person that brought up the death of Reed Flair to Charlotte. So if you can, you know, approve that kind of a promo, then like you should definitely be able to take it. I don't. I don't, I, I don't know if you can bring the Alberto stuff up. I don't know if you can bring I, that up. Could like, bro, like, could because boy, Christy, does she still have Poppy tattooed on her finger? No, I don't think so. Did y'all hear the song she came out it. to? It's... That Paige came yeah. out to? Yeah, that song sucks, bro. It's like anti-cancer. No, Chris, you break, you break. No, no. Chris became a robot visually and then started sounding like a robot. No, Falling mm-hmm. in Reverse is is a pretty washed up band. Um. <laughs> oh my! God. Am I still a robot? No, we can hear you now. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit better. No, oh, here we go. He's gone again. Anyway, um, I'm gonna flow through some super chats with you, uh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, um, Mad King. Mad go on, King. Jun- go, go on. If Brian Pillman Jr. gets a junior gimmick, TK watches the pod. Uh, TK gets briefed on a lot of different things when it comes to the opinions of wrestling fans online. So I would not be surprised if uh, if something from Russell Pierce ever made it uh, over to him. A couple wrestlers from AEW do already listen to the pod, by the way. Young Dende, 199 Super Chat. Um, people call Mox a blood merchant, but it's Brit for real. I, 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 think, I, I, think, I think with Brit, it's that like a lot of her really positive crowning moments in wrestling uh, involve blood in a way where it's like, would this be as great without it? Type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mox can be great without it, even though it's a massive asset to what he does. Right? He just feels more comfortable when he runs the blood. It's very flair esque when Mox mm. it, it's just kind that, of that streak that he went on when he was just doing it every week. You know? Dude, bro, he bladed off a sling blade <laughs> at the <laughs> door. I was like, "Yo, this guy is different." Uh, thank yeah. you for the super chat, uh, Young Dende. Hollywood Hangman's personal assistant, four ninety nine, coming from someone. Who I owe about working for underappreciated bosses. I don't know why Jar he? Jamie. J- why J oh what the hell? Yo, okay, no, I had a speck on my on my monitor and like it looked like an H. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why Jamie stayed with Brit. Last day of work today, though. Um, peace backup. Um, personal assistant, I've appreciated every bit of assisting that you've done for me. You are, are a really, really important asset to the hangman brand. Um, I value you. I would love to keep you. Um, please reach out to me with what I could do to keep you happy and satisfied as an employee of mine. Fair. Okay. Israel, take this one out. Glasses. <laughs> the multiverse from James uh, Fonlon. The multiverse of Chris's. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what Chris is on right now, but... Um. And then we got another Chris uh, comment. 
wait, 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 before you read this one, uh, I was going to say, see, y'all don't peep, Steph, uh, um, I said Steph, Isra, Isra pulled out the glasses and she did this like theatrical WWE ass, like introduction <laughs> yeah. to doing it. And, and like, I think at, at this point, we got to play like the Stephanie McMahon theme song when like she reads Super Chat to some shit. But uh, go, go ahead, Isra. So Oliver said, I just tuned in to listen to the new AW recap and see Chris cosplaying as Cyclops, bro. It's, Honestly, it's, at this point, I don't know if this is even an AEW review show anymore. We've lost the plot like several times. It's, it's I don't know what the, I don't, I don't know, know what we're doing, Chris but I'm, I'm having a good time. You know, it's just it's just insane. You know, what's what's Chris gonna do next, man? Yo, yo, is real quick for me. Put, 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 do, do do the glasses intro one more time for me. Dude. Just, just just do it on camera. <laughs> Now and I listen and learn the truth. You were always trying to get this coffee on strokes, man. <laughs> yo, it's crazy how we haven't got, gotten cooked yet. Um yo, what else? Oh, do y'all like my sticker? What oh that's uh, the raw women's championship. I got it yeah, for man. free with the WWE oh, shop order. This is not yo, sponsored. This... <laughs> This this podcast, Monty, probably sounds crazy if you're listening on Spotify with no um with no visual. You know what I mean? Well, if people who there is actually there isn't many, but there is like mm. a small like handful. I think the mm. most we've got on one podcast, like actual podcast podcast, mm-hmm. is like a hundred downloads or something like that. That's pretty good. Um, That's pretty I know. Good. Yeah, it's pretty good considering like this is it's literally a live stream. Like, we, call, we, call, we, call, we call them podcasts, but they are just live streams. You it's know? live streams. Yeah. No one has, like, particularly good microphones. You know yeah, I mean? they're, they're live. It's, uh, you know, the way we produce it, everything. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, a, it's a Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> What's he done now? Bro, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> he's this is, this he's is, looking is, mad hard. <laughs> Yeah, yo, he's like, I can't tell if he's frozen or like he's just mean bugging. Yo. <laughs> oh my bad, I was just trying to make sure my camera was all right. Oh my god, <laughs> you know what Chris looks like now? He looks like he looks like it's 2012, right? And someone's playing a 90s hip hop beat, and he's making he's spitting the most lyrical, miracle, spiritual bars <laughs> about how he's like not like these other rappers. And, and and how he expands his mind and he's not about drinking and smoking and shit. He, he definitely is that 17-year-old conscious dad. That's kind of soy for someone. Yeah, right? He's making a... He has he has like a diss for Drake in, at some point in the, in the thing. He's he At some point in the rap, he's rapping about how he's better than Kendrick Lamar. Like, Yo, back up. This one's up. Uh, six star, nineteen ninety nine. Not another... for you. I'll take this. Hold on, Isra. You got you got to cue your theme song. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's for Isra, so it's like I want back up to read it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Back up. <laughs> Stop. Dude. All right, you uh, hangman can read it. On that grind right now. Now listen tomorrow. Russell Pierce continues to purify the wrestling world. Y'all are absolutely killing the game. I love you, my queen, Isra. This is your podcast, your channel, your world. Heart, heart. Heart with the rapping thingy, double hearts, double hearts. Um, Powerpuff Girls heart, yeah, that's right. heart with a sparkle, that's right. heart that's radiating. Another Talk. Powerpuff Girls heart, Talk. double heart, double Cut. heart. Thank you, Six Star. I live Six for star. you and I die for you. Six Star, we, we, appreciate, we appreciate Six Star. Always so supportive, man. 
this is a good podcast. I don't know about y'all. I think this, I think this, is, this is amazing. Yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah this the, is a good it's like completely different than than my day. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think is Israel brings a different complexion to the conversation, and one that makes this um just a, a better vibe. I think. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't really want to have a, a stick up the butt, boring segment by segment discussion of, of a show that's very straightforward, frankly. Um, and so just kind of this feels like we're just kind of hanging out, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Hey man, we we uh we bring good vibes. So Where we did we do. leave off in the recap the, for AEW? Soraya. Oh yeah, that was not so big star. Okay, I feel like we it. talked enough about Soraya. Yeah, we did. We didn't. Yeah, we finished it. We, yeah. We, I feel thing? like Trina outsold That's every crazy. single one of the women. That's crazy. Stop it. She said, she, <laughs> Jade was like, I'll see you Friday. She's like, you see me now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yo, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't think I've seen anyone have Jade like floored on the mic, but she literally didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It was a uh, very much, and I love it, Trina, and I feel like it was an old school bro, you know. Absolutely. So, what was next? Just the main event, Monty. Um, post match, Darby Allen drags a body bag around New York. Um, I didn't see this. Oh, bro, it was a uh, it, it was one of like the Darby skits, and um, you know, we was all kind of subway with body bag. People were saying it was Malachi, which I thought was spiteful. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, they, they, we got one of those Derby clips, you know. What the fuck, bro? I can't do this anymore. What's wrong? It's been two hours, man. Yo, this nigga, this nigga Chris came in and said... No, I can't do it. But whose mess is this, yo? Whose mess is this? I don't get how he does it so quick, bro. Like, it's... My man came in and said... Mashallah, brother Chris. Converted to Islam. He has his hijab on. Oh, my God. I thought he was a ninja. That's what I thought he was. Oh my oh, god. Oh, I don't what are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Darby Allen. He was about to uh he was about to get to the main event. Oh, okay. I like I liked it. I don't think it was Malachi. I think uh body bag represents the I won't spoil it, but the spoiler for Rampage. Hmm. Oh, no. I, think I don't know. I don't I don't particularly think it was meant to be a shot well, a shot or a uh, hint at Malachi either, to be honest. Um, Can one of y'all give me the rundown of this Darby thing? Because I thought it was an ad, so I skipped the whole thing, and then I saw his face at the end, and I was like, I'm not replaying this. It was just, it was kind of just Chris, um, not Chris. It was just kind of a Darby going around New York, getting on the subway, doing all this shit, but he had like, he had like a body bag with him, you know? Oh, wow. Well, body bag that apparently had somebody in it. You know, I'm so. leaving my comments to myself. Darby's, uh, you know, Darby, Darby does his, his weird, his weird little videos and shit. You know, so um, Regal, one ninety nine, Chris, you're killing me, lad. 
I, I appreciate that you're all like my wrestling opinions and uh, knowledge of the sport. Chris has given two opinions in this entire podcast. They were both pretty good opinions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, they weren't they weren't quite as good as my my CM Punk is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time take, but absolutely, yeah, I, I, t- I totally think that he that's crazy. What what causes man to laugh of all things was CM Punk being praised. That's sick insane. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on here. James, two dollars, appreciate you. Thank you, James. Um. But yeah, man, that's it. Let's, let, let's talk this main event. So in the main event, we had for the vacant AEW World Championship, John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. This is John Moxley's four, fourth chance to win the big one, you know? Because um, he's a three-time world champ, and you include the interim as well. This was his third shot at like, the like, real world title. Um, Brian Danielson's third shot. At the world title thing, fourth, third, um, something like that. Anyway, um, I thought it was a good match. I still don't think Brian Danielson and Moxie have had the best match that they can have in AEW, and it's for varying reasons. But like I said, I thought last night's match was a really good match. I thought it was. Um, maybe you can talk to this a bit more, uh, Hanger. But to me, it kind of felt like that. Danielson, like the crowd was ready to get behind Danielson in this match, and it felt like Danielson knew that, so he decided to take like a majority of the meat of the match. Yes, kind of. Um, he just kind of like beat on Moxley for quite. He took a lot of that match, you know. So it wasn't kind of a thing where Moxley was just kind of kicking the shit out of him and then pinged him at the end. Um, like I said, I think it was just kind of one of those things where Brian just. You know, he sent he sensed the feeling from the crowd, and you know, kind of took the match. You know, um, what was it like in the crowd at Grand Slam? They came out. I was really excited for this match, um, and the people around me just when it when the bell rang, they just he just sat there and watched them, and I was perplexed. And I'm trying to start chants, and none of them are getting over. <laughs> I tried, I tried, to, I tried to start. You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in. And there's a woman in front of me who turned around as if like she didn't know that that was like a, a a ring of honor chant, and she looked at me like I was psychotic, because like behind her is this man going, "You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in," and she just turned around like, "What do you want?" I thought like, you you said you was being stoic and cool. And... I I mean I was being mostly stoic Be and real. cool. You know what I'm saying? I was being real stoic and cool the whole time. You know what I'm saying? I was. I was just kind of sitting there, laid back. You know what I mean? You were being weird. a mark. I'm. You should be so glad they didn't put the camera on you. I was being real, real suave. Nah, the camera caught me. I would have. I would have gotten. I would have gone viral if I if I got caught on camera. Um, but but no, but I I you know it was weird. Like the match started and uh, the fans, they just kind of were sitting, and I was like, why? And then I told my friend, I said, yo, man, this is it's because they're baby faces both. I think. And so, like you said, Monty, then then Danielson took most of the control instead of like being just babyface Daniel Bryan in, in terms mm-hmm. of match structure. It just turned into like I'm just gonna grind this guy out and grapple and do technical shit. And um, when they were doing the whole MGF um, on the screen gimmick, that was the only time the people around me reacted. Like they were just kind of laugh at, at his reactions to things. And so um, it started to become a sideshow live, which was weird. But as we got close, as we were closing in, I would I would check my phone and I'm like, guys, it's it's nine fifty, it's nine fifty two, it's nine fifty five, it's nine fifty six, 
And so we're like, yo, is this going to be a time limit draw? And so um, dudes got nervous, like, what's going to happen here, right? And so as we were closing in and the time was running out, there was an increased level of urgency, and the near falls got really, really, really good. Um, I At that point, everyone in our section did want Danielson to win primarily, right? And mm-hmm. so that got us into it. Um, there's One of the corner turnbuckles has a microphone, and when, when Danielson chops in that corner specifically, it makes a really loud noise that gets people into it. Um, but uh, all in all, really, really good closing stretch of the match. Um, I bit on, like, every near fall every single one of them um hold <laughs> oh, so. yeah, up what you stop i'm just i'm just not gonna i'm not i'm just not gonna oh shit <laughs> i'm just not i'm just not gonna dignify that <laughs> i was on a different tab i didn't even <laughs> see see i know it i know it i know it <laughs> i fucking knew he was eating watermelon isn't it crazy? <laughs> Monty, the match turned great, in my opinion. Um, Danielson did the Bret Hart turnbuckle run up into a pin when he's in the submission. I thought that was it. It was not it. Moxie gave him a paradigm shift on the ramp. That was insane. Um, I, Man, I, I thought the match got so great at the end. And, and um, <laughs> see, God, I caught him again. Um but yeah, John Moxie won the title, and that was really, really disappointing. To be honest with you, um, when Danielson lost, like I actually lowered my head in like defeat. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I just, I literally just slumped over. Like oh my god, um, really disappointing. I wanted to get the prolonged run. Clearly, they they have different plans. They're going for Mox and MJF, and you know, sure, that's fine. I feel bad almost being mad about it because Mox has worked so hard this year, and he's been such a pillar for them and such a steady hand. Um, but at the same time, man, I, I really did want Brian Danielson um, to get an extended run with this thing. And so the fact that he's not is, is just disappointing. I just That's just how I feel. And that's just kind of where I'm at with it. What did you think of this match, Israel? Who? I, was really, it, I thought it was good. Um, I don't think it's their best match together, but it was. I was sports entertained. I <laughs> personally wanted Danielson to win. But it kind of seems like this circumstance just wasn't going to move in his favor because after the Punk uh, Moxley match, it seemed like they pivoted MJF from wanting to beef with Punk and then having him move to Moxley. So when I thought about it that way, I'm like, oh, it makes sense that they had Moxley win. But at the same time, it's like they could have had Danielson win and then had Mox and MJF feud on the side and then MJF can move up to Danielson if they want to have him in the title, in the title picture so bad. I... I feel like they're kind of starting to, they centered the booking around MJF, which I don't really care for because it just was a stupid decision. And mind you, in my opinion, Mox is like top three, like wrestlers alive this year, right? So obviously like I didn't want him to lose uh, to CM Punk to begin with because CM Punk was thinking it up in that match and Mox was carrying just to lose. And that just stings. I wasn't on this podcast after that match, but bro, it's things when like the person that got carried in the match gets to win, this and then even more happened. so when they like shit on this whole title and this whole company. After this is that. not true. So, in my opinion, if Moxley won, that would never happen to begin with. No, you should be no, you should be agreeing with me, Hangman. I don't Hang agree with you. Because you should be agreeing with me. I, because I don't. If it wasn't if it wasn't for that title. Your name is not Israel. It's it's is wrong. 
Your name no. is, is wrong. No, 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 no. Because, Honestly, if Mox would have won that match, it would have saved Punk. It would have saved Punk? Punk's career. But now he about to hit the unemployment line because he couldn't shut up. See, so no, you, no, you know what's actually going to happen is wrong. CM Punk is going to come back to, to AEW because he is such a massive draw, a massive superstar, and a generational talent. And so generational talents get away with more than other people. I didn't and hear so, a word you said is right. You're not about to. <laughs> you know, like, it's not is right. Dummy. It's is wrong. Let's get some is wrongs in the chat. I S W R O N G is wrong. Are you insulting our viewers' intelligence? Like they don't know how to spell. They know how to spell is right. <laughs> Listen, some you're not you're not is wrong all the time. It's like your Finn Balor transformation. You know, you become the demon sometimes when when certain people come up. <laughs> you know when. When 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 uh, I'm about to, when, I'm about to cut you short again. Listen, you're not about to compare me to Finn Balor of all people, bro. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm actually actually my, my at name is so fitting. I'm more like Seth Rollins. Like I'm there when you need me. I'm gonna pull through every single time. And I'm gonna make you look better. And you you're not shit without me. Let's just like call not, a spade listen, a spade. That's a, that's an interesting that's an interesting analysis. But the true analysis is, you know. You come in, black trunks, good worker. You know what I'm saying? D does the sling blade, does does the coup de gras. You know what I'm saying? Good, you know, good looking, good worker, all that stuff. That's nice. Um, when certain people come up that you can't hang with, you know, certain people like Cody Rhodes, like CM Punk, you know, you have to transform just to hang in there. You know, you got to turn into the demon. You got to turn into is wrong, and it's entertaining. It's cool. It's a good gimmick. That's, that's like not the, about to pop off. People, that's people not about, like there's the gimmick. Zero is wrongs in the chat. I don't see a single is hey, wrong. Hey, listen, if you love backup hangman, if you love Hollywood hangman Adam Pearson, you know I'd be spinning these podcasts. Let's get a hashtag is wrong in the chat. Now I expect oh. I expect hundreds of them to be rolling in right now. Um, you know, and so yeah, listen, man. Um, you know, Israel's just wrong when it comes to punk and Cody. That's fine. I respect it. I still love and appreciate you for what you do and what you bring to this podcast. Um, but you're totally Cody wrong about punk. CM Punk will be back in AEW because he gets the privilege of a superstar. And when he comes back, Monty, he'll be resurrecting what at that point will probably be a brand that is very much in need of him. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to, you know, running back this footage come springtime next year. Oh, we'll see how it plays out, you know. Did you guys want Danielson to win or did you want Moxie to win? I, I definitely, I definitely wanted... Um, I wanted Danielson to win because it was just like, you know, it wasn't so much where it was a thing where it was like, oh, I want Danielson to have the big moment at the end of Dynamite. It was just like, I just wanted the rain, you know. Needed that Brian Danielson rain. And I don't want to say I'm mad at Moxley being world champ because that sounds almost ridiculous because Moxley's Moxley. But um, I'd be lying. If I was to say if I was to say anything else other than I'd be a lot happier right now if Brian Danielson was my world champ. So. Yeah. That, oh hangman, you've lost this one. Got a super chat. Five dollars nihilization is right. See? Thank you for the so I'm so, reading that right. Oh, I am got, that we right. got this from Nikki earlier as well. Oh. Listen, listen, I Appreciate you, Nikki. Appreciate you, Nikki. Thank you so much. Is Nikki five dollars super chat queen? Thank you so much. I'm I'm very certain that that five dollars were for just my amazing insight during this podcast that you were clearly um edified by. You're very you know just edified and enlightened by just some of the great things that I've said tonight. And so I, I thank you for the super chat. 
Brian is on court the losing streak. It's a very interesting pattern, says Charlie. Yeah, hmm. man. I just think, like, you know, he has very limited, finite time left in pro wrestling, pr presumably. And so with that being the case, when you have a guy of that level, of that level of, of ability, it's just like, when are you going to get a better opportunity to just kind of clean slate, let him kind of steer the ship for a little bit? You know what I mean? Because, you know, theoretically, the elite are going to be back at some point. And who knows? You know, CM Punk may be back at some point. No. And, and who knows? But my point is, right now, main event seem wide open. We need stability. Why not just give John Moxie his scheduled vacation and let Brian Danielson run with the ball for even even if it's just a month or two? That's that's a that's a month or two of Brian Danielson weekly matches and title defenses that I'd like to see. You know, like unleash him, unleash him. Um, yeah, I, I, Monty's like so down about it. Uh, Israel, let's get that super chat. Red. I'm all grown up now. James said, I forever stand Mox, but thought Brian was going to win. Same. Feel bad for Renee. CM Punk ain't coming back. Hangman, it's okay. We'll get through it. It's right. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that last thing. That's, that's nasty. That's nasty. Um, listen. Yeah, I mean, I think if the, in my opinion, it's like if, if Moxley would have won the match with Punk, first of all, a lot, of, a lot would have changed. But that's besides the point. I genuinely think Mox deserved um, to just have a full title reign. But the fact that they had him lose to Punk, but then beat Brian, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that's it makes the belt look kind of cheap. I, I can't think of a better word than that when it's like you kind of, it kind of seems like the world championship just like doesn't have direction currently. And that's not a reflection on Moxley because he's legitimately like one of the best wrestlers out right now. But I... It is what it is it's at tough. this point. Like we'll see like it how it plays tough. out. But if he turns out to be a transitional champion <laughs> just for MJF, like I don't know. It's yeah, it's tough. It's real tough. Um, yeah. It's a, a lot of it isn't even really like Tony's fault, you know. Like obviously you can't predict the punk injury. You can't predict the fight backstage and the suspensions and. You know, Moxley's just kind of been the person who's cleaned it all, all up. Reliable. You know, yeah, all reliable, the ace, whatever you want to call it. And for now, the um, the MJF thing is worrying because it seems realistic that Moxley could have been like talked into staying around for an extra few weeks, you know, before going on this scheduled holiday that he was supposed to be going on. So I guess it's a, I guess it's a case of whether the Moxley holiday is completely cancelled, or whether um I know I know Renee's mad at, at Tony Khan. She's probably like, nigga, if you why can't you just put that shit on Brian? Like, what are you doing here? You know, like, the, the only thing I can think of for Brian not winning it is like Brian may not have wanted the belt, but why would he not want the belt? Daniel Bryan, yeah, you know? Daniel you Bryan, think, Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon. What would he not want? Monty, what do you think of this theory? Um, Brian Danielson was once a holder of the Pure title and Ring of Honor world title a long time ago. What do you think of Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia having a title unification match? Um, and regardless of who wins, you could have it where Jericho beats Daniel Garcia, unifies the belts. Daniel feels some type of way about it because Jericho cheated to beat him, maybe. And then you you end the trilogy of him with Brian, 
and Brian Lynch, mm-hmm. those Ring of Honor titles, and now the guy who's defined Ring of Honor for so much of its history is now holding its top belt. Or, or you give Garcia the big win on Chris Jericho, and then he faces Brian Danielson in, um, you know, a big matchup. E- either way, like, do you think something like that? Because the more I think about it, it feels like that kind of there's a lot of ties there that make just that just make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's definitely know? it's definitely interesting. Uh, it's definitely something I could see happening. Um, because the Garcia Jericho match is something that I'm pretty bullish on them doing. To be honest, I think that's mm-hmm. something that they're gonna go with. So, uh, if they can uh, add the Brian Danielson implications to it as well. That would uh oh it's a, it's a good storyline man. It seems like it would be something that's simple enough to book as well. And uh I I like it man. I like it. It's three good wrestlers. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just something to think about. I think they might go in, in a direction like that because Chris Jericho has no ties to Ring of Honor, and that just feels super weird to me. But Chris Jericho as a as a speed bump in the road in a story to get it in Danielson's hands in some way, shape, or form. Um, makes sense given that they're in a program with each other and because Brian Danielson is Ring of Honor, you know, regardless of who's come before yeah. or after him. When I think Ring of Honor personally, I think of Brian Danielson. So I think a lot of people do when it comes to like Ring of Honor, when it comes to that bout as well. Um, you know, it's Brian yeah. Danielson. Yeah, There's countless classics he's had for that promotion and for that title, for those titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Um, like you said, he's kind of like Mr. Ring of Honor, you know. Uh, Punk obviously had a legendary run there. Samoa Joe genuinely had one of the best years any yeah, wrestler had. had a ever. legendary run everywhere, you know. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> Samoa Joe literally yeah. had like the best year anyone's ever had anywhere in any generation. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, you know, Brian Danielson literally was getting called the best wrestler in the world while he was there. In a time where that didn't that didn't really happen to indie wrestling, Monty, for for, yeah. for for more contextualization, because I I was there, you know, not that I'm 47, <laughs> but listen, man, Brian was being called the best in the world in a period where you literally had not that much access to his work, and to even access and see his work, you were literally essentially paying like forty dollars per match. Because you're getting, you're paying for the DVDs mm-hmm. of, of individual shows. Unless you wanted to get the bootleg compilations, where some people would kind of do these things. They'll burn a bunch of footage of his stuff, and you'll get like an eight match DVD set or something. You know, which they they would do in the mid two thousands for Kobashi, uh, for Inoa, or, or like Brian Danielson, for example. So there you go. Yeah, look, so it was definitely a time where indie wrestlers were not getting called the best wrestler in the world by anybody. You know, it's not like it was a consensus or anything because obviously Ring of Honor didn't have a platform to produce anyone to do that, you know. No. <laughs> but um, it was more of like an if you know, you know, you know, if you know about yes. Brian Danielson, you know, he's, you know, it, it, you know it's he's why cool. early NXT in full sale was appealing to me because it was like I could finally get my extended look on all these guys that I've heard were so great for so long, you know. Yeah, it was, you know. One the most influential the most influential promotion in the past twenty five years. So yeah, absolutely. And, spe- and speaking of influence, um, I think I did great tonight on this podcast. I think uh, I really just added a, a special dynamic to what we got going on. 
Um, one that did blend well with, with with what Israel was doing. You know, Israel was very very valuable today. I I, I do admit I do I, I'll concede that. You know, because in spite of her occasional wrongness on certain people, um, what she does is she absolutely she expands the conversation. She doesn't keep it narrow. She doesn't make it um, linear. And 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 I think that's healthy sometimes. It's healthy to kind of expand it because that's, that's what Monty, you did good. Chris, you did pretty good. Hangman is fifty six. No, I'm forty six. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think three of us did a great job here tonight. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, me, Monty, and, and Chris did do a great job. Thank you. Yeah, listen, listen. Me, Chris, and, and Monty just just absolutely killed it. Chris, whoa! Uh, I am not gonna let you put down the work of a woman. Not in my presence, you bigot. <laughs> um, exactly. Listen. You can you can spin your narratives and your agendas. Um, I, I value what Israel does contribute uh, on here. You know, occasionally people yeah. now actually think Hangman's forty six, which is um, yes, which <laughs> you know, is something funny. which is which is definitely something I'm willing to roll with. So. Monty, you want to hear something insane? Someone tweeted like, "How old were you in two thousand two? And I quote tweeted and I said like, <laughs> "We do not care." <laughs> people, people, people really care. People really want to hear about this. Hangman lore is actually very, very interesting. You know, uh, is right. Let's get more is wrongs in the chat, man. Oh my god, tomato, 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 tomato. To uh, this, this is just. It's just. It's not. There's. Where's the appreciation? You know, I bring nothing. Shout out but to dude, man. <laughs> that man went crazy. He just destroyed his keyboard. <laughs> Hangman was watching Gorgeous George live. That wrestler wrestled in like the twenties, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is insane. This nigga said I was watching black and white wrestling. <laughs> um, nah, man. You know, you guys can hate all you want, but everybody's aware of just what I what I do here. You know what I mean? Like I, I bring so much entertainment to everybody, and so well, I, I, you, I, you enjoy putting I, yourself over. You know? Yeah, uh, I'd love to get some flowers in the chat for my uh, another amazing appearance on the Russell Pierce podcast. You know? Mm, not that way. Yeah, I if you want to, I can't repeat what was just said in the chat. So, Chris, do you do you want to read it? <laughs> you gotta put it up. <laughs> it says Israel greater than backup hanger brother. Oh my goodness. that is crazy, bro. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Oh, I see it now. That is crazy. Hanger brother is crazy. <laughs> Yo, that's even crazy that when y'all niggas called me a hang door. These, these hang are the flowers you get in. Dead um there's a dead flower emoji. Oh my god. Hangman reminding us that he does not have an iPhone and has never seen a real emoji in his life. You get tomatoes instead. Hey, tomato, 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 tomatoes from Charlie. Honestly, tomatoes are not enough. Throw bricks at him. Throw bricks at Throw bombs at him. Hangman's, bombs Hangman's chat, favorite you know. <laughs> Hangman's favorite wrestling. Take his life. George Hagenschmidt. Is that Ryan Satin? Where the Where? hell is the homie AO? <laughs> no way. Let me no, put it up. Ryan Satin? That is not the, that is yeah, no way that's, no real, way that's bro. real, bro. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan said it'd be an AO stand would be crazy. That would make no brick walls. <laughs> um, you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. There I, we I, go. Alpha Omega, God bless you. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate right, you. Let, let's take this home. Let's take yeah, it. Yeah, listen. Let's do it. Um, listen, uh, 
Rampage this week is two hours. Um, I think that just to give you guys a preview, I think some of the stuff is going to get edited down because it was not two hours live. It was like two hours and like 35 to 40 minutes, literally no joke. Um, a lot of that is going to get edited down. Jungle Boy and uh, Lee, Lee Strigzy, man. I appreciate you, brother. I like your profile picture. Um, yeah, this is beautiful. Beautiful flowers for a beautiful man like myself. Um, yeah, listen, Jungle Boy and uh, Phoenix, they went like what felt like 45 minutes. Maybe it was like 28. It was really long, and I think that's going to get edited down. Um, but but you guys are in for a fun show overall. You guys are in for a fun show this, this uh, Friday, and so you should look forward to that. Um, if you guys want to follow me for more beautiful insight and just in amazing selfies, um, just follow me at Backup Hangman on Twitter. Um, I live speak wrestling when I can, and I, I just make anal analytical posts and threads about the wrestling that I consume. And so if you want to just be more enlightened about that type of thing, just follow me at Twitter. Follow Chris at, at Chris Obred. Um, I don't really know what Chris does, but it's very interesting on Twitter. Um, Chris is funny. Sure, sure. Isra, follow Isra at Rollins with two A's. It's a lovely little, um, I don't know what the word is for that, like a play on words there with her, her Twitter name. It's it's great. Isra's very, very funny. She has an irreverent style of humor that is um, very unique. And uh, I just think it's it's very delightful and entertaining, uh, even if it's sometimes wrong with what she's saying. It's She says things in a very entertaining way that you have to experience for yourself. So follow Isra at Rollins. All right, so um, me and Monty have been in talks about expanding the Russell Purist brand onto other platforms, not just the podcast, but um, just to create like more content. I'm like very big on TikTok. Like I spend like way too much uh, time on there. So I feel like, um, you know, yes. we're going to start making like some TikTok content soon. Well, it's going to be me. I don't know who else is going to want to join um, in making content later on, but I'm going to be starting a TikTok account for Russell Purist. And I'm not sure when we're going to start because I don't have a, a streaming setup, uh, but we're like also looking at like getting started with Twitch. Uh, the girls specifically, I know Ayo was talking about it, um, mm -hmm. but like the girls, like we want to like try to like expand and like get on Twitch and like be able to just like, you know, talk wrestling, um, you know, make content, see what you guys want to see, like whatever you want. Um, we're open to, you know, any ideas basically, but just like keep your eyes open, follow me so I can uh, so that when I post updates, uh, you'll know all about it. Yeah, man, there'll be some updates coming up pretty soon, um, especially on the TikTok. So Twitch will take a little longer because that's a lot more, um, you know, it's basically like doing this. Groundwork. Yeah. Yeah. Um, takes a bit more planning. The TikTok will get up pretty soon. Yeah, for um, sure. And listen, what's, what's up? What's yeah. up, Chris? I was saying, if y'all want Unpierce to start sooner, you have to hound Rob. He is the one who is making this take so long <laughs> i don't know why but it's him he's I'm running ready. from the grind bro he's running from the grind <laughs> I, know, I have everything i need it's chris, just chris, rob chris you might have to you might have to pull in you might have to pull in ortiz man and just just split off and just make <laughs> being a new tag team or something man. like i'll talk to rob and if he's not ready by like next week i'll just do it do it and i'll have ao or some other guest on or world yeah and by the way up Pierce is not going to be a review show. It's going to be straight. It's like a yeah, just show. You, it'll just be like you and Rob so, uh, doing whatever the fuck. 
Ignorance. Well, I, I, honestly, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the future of WrestlePierce because I think uh, we could have a nice little podcasting network where every show has a different flavor. You have the Monday Nerd Podcast, you know, we're kind of like, it's it's not about getting views. It's really just about getting into the nitty gritty of the nerdiness of wrestling with Monty and Joe Holbert and Manny and maybe myself occasionally. Um, Thursday is, is, the, is the Crash TV podcast where we're just doing stupid shit like, like Chris changing his outfit 16 times in one show. Um, and, 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 you know, all the things that Israel's probably going to provide in the future, a potential ladies podcast, stuff with Twitch and TikTok. Um, the future is bright. And I appreciate everybody who's been supporting what's going on right now, because the train is not going to stop. You know, you're going to want to hop on this now because, um, you know, you go look, look, look month, months ahead. Uh, it's going to be bigger than it's ever been. We're, we're very fastly, rapidly growing. So we appreciate everybody's support. Uh, and on that note. Comment? Oh, just so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't reading it. Oh, put it up. Put it up. <laughs> put it up. Put it up. I can't put see it. Up. Yeah, cause, cause I can't see crazy. it. I... Hollywood was tor- I thought Hollywood Hangman's Hollywood Hangman's token black friend. Hollywood <laughs> was twerking. <laughs> One page music hit. Is it true? Were you twerking? For Isra, Monty, Crystal Bread, I'm Hollywood Hangman Adam Pierce. We appreciate everybody watching the Wrestle Pierce podcast. Be <laughs> sure to like the video, leave a comment, and if you haven't already, subscribe. We will no, see share you this video again. with your friends on the timeline, everywhere you can think of. We're trying to run this up to 10K, okay? Yes, yes. Comment y'all y'all got to prove you want these thirst traps bad enough. Well, exactly. No, no, we want yes. to think. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get a nice little... 2.53. Monty's yeah. hoping we don't get to 10k. Watch this yeah. shit get like 50,000. I know, I know, I know when I know when we're Monty, on to a Monty, big we, one. We, when we, we have it. like 200, when we have like 200 live viewers, that's when we're. That's Listen, when we're man, we, inexplic- we inexplicably got to 7k two weeks ago. You know, so you never know, man. You never know. This will finish on. We'll finish this live, and it will have about. 1,000. Mm, I think it will be a bit under. We'll I think we'll be. I think we'll be on about seven, seven hundred, eight hundred, maybe, and then it will go up to about three k. But anyway, this is boring chat for the audience. Like, Absolutely. subscribe, all the things that uh, Backup Pangman just said. Um, yep. Yeah, man. Uh, Best of Purist. It feels like we're finally like getting somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Like we said, we're adding a few more wrinkles to our game. It's with the TikTok. Uh, hopefully, we get a female podcast going. The Unpurist with. Chris, we're getting that sorted too. <laughs> Not you just said if if Rob isn't sorted in the next couple of weeks, we'll just start it without him and he can just join in it. We, we, we might have to move Rob to um uh, um Russell Pierce NXT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um back up hangman side space tonight. Thank you guys for watching Russell Pierce. We'll talk to you guys again next week. <laughs>